Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Last night was absolutely crazy. Elon Musk files his lawsuit against Media Matters, an organization that seeks to simply lie about and destroy people's private businesses because they disagree politically. And then Truth Social filed a lawsuit against 20 different media outlets for a coordinated defamation scheme where all of these outlets falsely claimed that Truth Social lost $73 million. Now, the crazy thing is, Apparently, they're all citing an SEC filing that never says this, so it's going to get really, really interesting. But here's where it gets interesting even more so. This morning when I wake up and I say, okay, let's take a look at where we're at with this Elon Musk story, there's a new story. It's weird. It's actually an old story from about a month and a half ago about a man who is suing Elon Musk, a Jewish man. Strangely, when you Google search Elon Musk now, the news you get is not that he's suing Media Matters. It is not the story explaining how X and Elon Musk claim Media Matters defrauded people. It's actually a story uh, from a month and a half ago about Elon Musk being sued by a Jewish man for being anti-Semitic. Now, why would all of these different news outlets run an old story at the exact same time? My friends, it would seem that the war for the Internet is on and uh, it's going to get particularly crazy moving forward. But there's a lot happening behind the scenes. We'll talk about this. We've got a bunch of stories about actors, celebrities, actresses getting fired over their statements about Israel and Palestine. So cancel culture, uh, cancel culture is coming for them too. We'll talk about all that. But before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com to buy the best cup of coffee you've ever had. The Re-Rise with Roberto Jr. Halloween limited edition zombie blend is still up. And once it's gone, it's gone for good. But of course, you can get the Appalachian Nights and Rise with Roberto Jr., the two favorites. When you buy Cast Brew Coffee, not only are you getting the best cup of coffee you'll ever have, you're actually helping us support our endeavor to build physical locations where people can get together and hang out and share ideas. And I think that uh, it's going to be really important in winning the culture war. So that's why we do it. We got whole bean. We got ground. We got K-Cups, CastBrew.com. But also head over to TimCast.com. Click join us, become a member to help support our work directly, and you will get access to our uncensored members-only show coming up tonight at about 10 p.m., as well as our Discord server and all of our awesome content, including our latest documentaries like Infringed from Lauren Southern. Definitely check it out. And I do have big news. Timcast News no longer exists. That's right. S-E-S-C-N-R has now officially launched Scanner.com, and uh, that's where you will find all of the great work from our journalists, field reporting, now exists at scnr.com. We are going to be doing really, really great things over there as well. So I'm super excited for that. So smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more, we got the Harmon Brothers of Angel Studios. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Neil Harmon, co-founder and CEO of Angel Studios. Glad to be here, Tim. Well, thanks for, thanks for coming in. Jeff Harmon, <clears throat> co-founder and chief content officer. And we're excited to be here. You guys did, of course, you were, you were behind Sound of Freedom which was a massive success. And uh, what was, you, you had a documentary that just came out recently. Which After was, Death. After Death. And now you have The Shift coming out, uh, what, in like a week? A December week and a half? 1. Yeah. December 1. It looks really good. I'm really excited for it. We have a, we have a clip and uh, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna say too much. I'd rather just play it later, but uh, it's looking awesome, man. You guys, are, you guys are killing it. And I'm glad to see, look, 
as we're talking about Elon Musk fighting this big battle, all of these stories are stories of us storming the battlefield, taking the field, taking the center stage and winning. These are all tremendous victories. So it's super exciting to hear. This will be a lot of fun talking to you guys about this. And uh, so thanks for hanging out. We got Hannah Claire uh, hanging out. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I was a writer at Timcast News, but now I'm a writer at Scanner. And Ian's here. Hi, everyone. Ian Cross and Tim, I love you, man. And I, I really appreciate your attention to detail because picking up on this Elon Musk, the, the multiple outlets running this weird muddying the waters thing, I don't know that a lot of humans would pick up those kind of patterns. So I really appreciate your brain, man. Thanks for Well, doing I mean, it. it's like you Google search the story to, to you want to cross-reference the different stories and check their sources and you don't find it. You find a different story. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We got, we got search hanging out. Yes, I'm here. Search.com. Uh, ready whenever you are, Tim. I do want to make one quick mention. If you go to the Cast Brew Coffee account on Twitter slash X, we got a Black Friday code. It's BLKFRI23. And you can get uh, buy one, get one with a bunch of different uh, uh, blends and uh, a bunch of different types of coffee that we got. So pick that up this week. And I'm going to just want to mention Thursday and Friday. We are not here. Why? Because we're doing what everyone should be doing, hanging out with our families. So uh, tomorrow will be the last show of the week. But uh, that being said, we can now just jump into the, the big news here. Big news. There's Angel Studios right there. Let's 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 get to it. We have this from Wired. Elon Musk's Media Matters lawsuit will have a chilling effect. Musk has filed his thermonuclear suit against Media Matters for America at the same time the Texas AG launched an investigation into the nonprofit. Now, this we saw yesterday. Of course, there's a bunch of updates today. It's slowly moving. I think the the fact that the AG is going for criminal charges against these organizations is particularly interesting. But here's what was interesting this morning. And this is something I don't see a lot of people writing up just yet, but it's something that must be covered. Google search Elon Musk and click news. And what do you get? Well, what's the biggest story? I mean, this is a massive lawsuit. You've got a massive boycott. X is being slammed by major advertisers to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. But, you know, that's that story falls to uh, uh, second stage. The top story right now is far-right conspiracy theorist accused 22-year-old Jewish man of being a neo-Nazi. Then Elon Musk got involved. Aspiring lawyer sues Elon Musk. Jewish student sues Elon Musk. All of a sudden, all of these different outlets, a bunch of different outlets, start running a story instead that Elon Musk is being sued for... Uh, this is the crazy thing about this story. Let me, let me, let me show you this. CNN runs, uh, runs this. This is uh, last night at 10, 12 p.m. It was, it was, it was updated. That's, that's a couple hours after he launches the story. Now, news that this dude was suing Elon Musk is from, I believe, mid-October or early October. Here's what they write. Ben Brody says his life was going fine. He had just finished college, stayed out of trouble, and was prepping for law school. Then seemingly out of nowhere, Elon Musk uses his considerable social media clout to amplify an online mob's misguided rant, accusing the 22-year-old from California of being an undercover agent in a neo-Nazi group. That's completely false. That's actually very, very false. Elon Musk replied to someone vaguely referencing a guy who was in college and wanted to work for the government. And no one accused the, 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 the individual of being an undercover agent in a neo-Nazi group. They accused these people, all of them, of being undercover agents, period, in a fake Nazi group. Now, whatever. What I can say is define coordinated, I suppose. When a bunch of media outlets all run this story and it shoves down the big news and covers it up, it's kind of like... Uh, Every time, uh, what, what, what was the thing that was happening every time Hunter Biden, you know, was, was caught doing something, aliens were proven to exist? Yeah. I, it, <laughs> I mean, just this week, they, they, an example of this is like he launches the rocket 
the 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 space starship he gets up the largest spacecraft in history makes the separation successfully and gets into space and i try to look up the news and it's all like elon musk fails with rocket because it blows up or you know lies yeah it's just it's just straight up false it's one of the most successful moments in history so and there and and all the headlines are his he failed they're all lies this was uh, the first launch, uh, or it wasn't the first launch, uh, SpaceX launched something a year ago or whatever. Yeah. All the media reports, shocking failure, media rocket explodes. SpaceX intentionally blew it up. Yep. They, they were doing a launch to collect data. Uh, so SpaceX launches Starship. They did the exact same thing. They launched it to collect data because they have to build a rocket. How do you do it? Well, you have to build prototypes, try them, see where they fail, collect the data, and then the safety measure is you blow them up. You blow them up. Yep. And the media reports that he's a failure. It's not working. This is crazy. That's and then at the same time, this whole entire anti-Semitic thing comes out. Mm -hmm. Or they're covering his custody battle with Grimes a lot right now. To yeah. Try paint him as yeah. This it's just like terrible, endless. immoral person. The last time you had us here, it was a Fabian Martin story about Sound of Freedom. That the financier they of Sound of Freedom right. was a sex trafficker, and it was a guy who is totally exonerated later on, but he was all over the press, and his face was everywhere. And uh, they were trying to take that film down. It was also it, like it, one of a hundred thousand investors, I believe, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of thousands and he of was investors. Like, like 50 a landlord. Bucks, Fifty bucks. Wow. He gets accused of an accessory to kidnapping, and it the, and then it got the judge was like, I don't know how you're an accessory to kidnapping because there's no even charge for kidnapping. <laughs> but yeah. somebody went into the theater, screenshotted all the investor names because that's the only place you can get them then digitized them wow then cross-checked them across all the local criminal databases to find one guy who had been accused of a kidnapping and then the headline is financier 50 dollars investor of thousands of sound of freedom arrested for kidnapping children mm -hmm. i'm in london i have my angel shirt on i'm at this tsa security in london i don't know what they call it there and that one of the security guys comes up and says oh i have tickets to your movie and he's like, are you the producer? And I was like, oh, no, I, I'm not the producer. I'm a distributor. He's like, oh, good, because the producer apparently is like a kidnapping kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're, go they're going after uh, Tim Ballard with all these stories, which sound completely insane. But I got to tell but, you, man. But the, the, you get like what what's happening here is very common. So what did you do personally? And what do you advise people to do when the media does run stuff like that? There was a, a really wise... Um, the one of the executive producers on the one of the films that was coming up he's in his 90s very successful businessman and he just called and said guys when the when everybody's shooting at you get in the foxhole or else you'll get shot with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, there you go. So don't but make I, noise, I, but, basically. Stay, just stay yeah. calm and keep I don't, I, I, I don't know, though. I don't know, though. You look how the media, look, look what the media does. They, they say uh, the best defense is a good offense. When Elon Musk goes after Media Matters, 
and is exposing what I believe ex expands the government collusion narrative in the censorship industrial complex. We've got the releases from uh, the Republican Party. We know about the releases from the Twitter files. Now Elon Musk is going, is going after Media Matters, and they're saying they have data, hard proof that Media Matters fabricated the claims against them to try and get advertisers to pull out. What does the media do? Immediately launch a totally different story to attack Elon Musk to drown it out. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering if perhaps in, in you know, World War One style trench combat, you're getting shot at, you get down. That's a good point. But perhaps in the world of PR and media, what Elon Musk needs to do is layer on another story immediately. Now, the mm -hmm. issue, of course, is will the press even cover it? Yes. Or will they, they, they let the search terms <laughs> be but, accurate, but, right? And, and, and here's the thing. I, I think it's probably Google. Look, why are people writing in this story? I think it's very weird that CNN chose to write a month and a half old story and just publish it right now with vague and misleading language. What do we call that? We call that malinformation. Mm -hmm. It's it's technically the truth, but it's not actually what's going on. And then other outlets pick it up because this is what they do. Google knows, put this on top. So mm -hmm. when it appears at the top of Google, when you search for Elon Musk, I think it's a big tech play. And yeah. I think big tech is colluding with the government because we've already seen hard proof they've been doing it. Or the, mm -hmm. And or that the advertisers are coordinating and they all advertise on Alphabet and on whatever companies are posting this CNN and all these people are getting that same ad money that pulled out of Twitter and they're, they're working. I don't know if they're just bystanders in this or if they're <clears throat> complicit. I think it's difficult for people as an individual to combat uh, the tech giants and especially anyone controlling a search engine if they, if, if they want to. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reference Taylor Swift. I know you guys were all <laughs> waiting for it, but when she started dating Tra Travis Kelsey, she went to a New York Jets game. Before that, when you Google Taylor Swift Jet, it talked about all of these articles from two years before talking about her carbon footprint and how bad it was. And people thought she has engineered this relationship to get to this game, so it completely changes what shows up when you Google these terms. I mean, the, the challenge here is that Elon Musk is now up against the people who want CNN's article to be at the front. So even if he were able to get some big headline, he had sympathetic uh, a sympathetic journalist take on his story cover it accurately it doesn't mean that the search term that the the way the algorithms work out will be evenly applied to him you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i think w i like your metaphor about get down duck and cover when the fire when the incoming enemy fire is happening and this is like when people are writing crappy articles about you like don't make noise because you're gonna look guilty but that's important why you have allies to fire on the position that's attacking your foxhole to yeah. lighten the fire yeah, so you that's right fire. that's right and that's our job essentially right now is what we're doing is we're, we're exposing this weird Mm -hmm. algorithm these people are evil <clears throat> that's it i mean twitter and facebook running back doors allowing the government to come in and and basically get content removed it's unconstitutional it's like deep corruption deep corruption it's mm -hmm. it's it is it is pure corruption and it is it is overt evil these, these people are doing it for personal gain that's just it man we were talking about free speech i had I interviewed josie the redheaded libertarian today on my youtube channel we were talking about free speech and how like the ability for a private company just to shut off a bunch of people's ability to communicate or the way certain aspects of my communication with you might not show up like that's we wrote a constitution and fought a revolution to avoid that from happening we had the king pressing down on our necks collectively and disallowing us from speaking out in public no more never again that was the point but this so, also happens with companies that control banks, right? I mean, PayPal can say, I don't like what you're talking about online. You can no longer use our service, which makes it actually difficult to do a lot of business interfacing. This is true of MailChimp. This yeah. is true of a ton of different companies that decide we don't want to be associated with you because we have a vague term And that's service. like the next level mm -hmm. is when it's transactions, that is the next level. Like that's the deeper level below free speech. That's the foundation. If you can't, if you don't have the freedom to transact, transact. Yeah. then you're 
like what what can you do like i just the, think it's like the truckers in canada they just they just shut them down i just think we're winning across the board in every way i mean we got a super chat a moment ago and they were like how could how could the democrats even put someone else on the primary ballot because it's too late in several states Biden can't win. The dude's completely out of his mind. He's losing support among the the Hollywood elites. Michael Rapoport says he's going to vote for Trump or he's considering voting for Trump. I mean, this is crazy. Elon Musk filing the lawsuit. Everybody's going on on off offense. And I can tell you this, too, ladies and gentlemen, I can't say too much because in ter in legal uh, issues, you know, you got to keep things pretty quiet until you make your moves. But there is so much more happening behind the scenes. Let's just I'll just put it this way. Many phone calls, many phone calls have been happening. And there's a lot of prominent individuals who are like, this is war. There was a post recently where someone suggested that any prominent influencer on Twitter should should file an amicus brief or join the lawsuit Elon Musk is filing. Because guess what, everybody? You know that money you were making on Twitter? Oh, wow. It's gone. It's all gone. So when I was getting two to three thousand bucks every two weeks, maybe about five grand a month, gone. So Media Matters did not just smear and defame Elon Musk's platform. It's huge damages. But it's stripping revenue from everybody Huge through fraudulent damages. means yeah yeah so there's a lot and there's a lot more than that so uh yeah media matters is the worst we're still spending a lot with x how's it been <laughs> how, good, yeah how's the engagement been well it's great this is interesting with sound of freedom was the first time that and this is within months after <clears throat> a very short time after elon acquired twitter is that our our main investors uh gigafund that's invested in spacex invested yeah. in a whole bunch of elon companies um, they, they, they called us and they were like, Hey, how can we improve the system? So they're, they're working very hard to improve the Twitter advertising system and it's working like it, Twitter has not com had a competitive leg that even comes close to competing with Facebook for targeted ads and direct response ever. And now they're starting to compete. Like advertisers need to be aware it's worth taking time to invest in Twitter now. Right. Part of the reason why Sound of Freedom was successful was because Twitter figured out how to make ads work. And they're getting better and they're getting better and better. And so I, I think that this Twitter just has to survive the dip and then they'll climb back out of it because they're actually innovating. They're actually making changes and they're listening to the audience and the customers. And so uh, for us, we spend where it works. And I, I, I think that um, if we can do it, I mean, we're known, Harmon Brothers, known for doing poopery, squatty potty, purple mattress, Lumi deodorant, these billion dollar CPG companies and mattress companies. And, and, um, and these, like this, I can tell you, Twitter is f starting to figure it out. We're going to be doing a big ad, ad push in the beginning of next year. We, we're, we're already doing uh, big ads for Infringed, our latest documentary by uh, Lauren Southern and John Tatois. And uh, when they announced they were pulling out, it was Seth Dillon who started the Cascade saying yeah. we're going to commit 250K. I said, I'm on board. And uh, it's just the easiest marketing play in the world. Join in the fun, everybody, by announcing we're doing an ad buy. We get 10 times the press from our from the ad buy. So like, let me let me just stress. I want to buy ads on X. We did. We were already buying ads. We, 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 set, we created a $50,000 budget for Infringed and launched that campaign. And I, we, we are having some issues, so I need someone from Twitter's help. But uh, we, can, I can, we can make some connections. Yeah, me. that'd be great. Because, like, yeah. I don't know, I, I, something weird's happening in the back end, but I digress. So uh, when, this, this, when, when Seth Dillon's like, hey, we're going to do this thing, I was like, well, we're already advertising on X. We already want to do more. 
let me just announce that I too will be doing this and join their efforts. That's exactly right. And then I get articles written about yeah. me. So standing up for what I believe in results in 10 times the, the press we would have gotten just off the ad campaign alone. The tweet announcing the ad campaign got 7,000 retweets. So it's just the marketing rights itself. Let's, you know, you know, this idea I had a long time ago, marketing should do something good. It was, was, you know, it, it reminds me of that movie, um, Hancock, where Jason Bateman's character is like, everyone puts the heart on their brand. I'm like, well, that's kind of dumb. My idea was companies should compete with how much they can accomplish ideologically in, in alignment with their values. So, uh, you know, for instance, instead of spending $50 million doing this nationwide campaign where you hire a celebrity to throw a football, you spend $50 million investing in roads, schools, or, you know, veterans, like helping veterans or nonprofits. And then instead of doing this big commercial where a celebrity throws a football, you just do a commercial where it's a guy standing in front of like a, a VA saying, instead of spending $50 million on throwing a football, we just gave it to wounded veterans to help those. And I'm like, that's the kind of marketing we should be doing, competing with each other to do the most good. Hmm. So I'm like, if I can buy ads to promote TimCast.com and the projects we're doing, and it has the added benefit of winning the culture war, man, I'll spend all my money. Let's just, let's roll. You make let's me think get of it done. Mr. Beast. He'll actually right. take cameras in and show the people crying with joy from tasting fresh water for the first time in their lives and things. And you may argue it's exploiting the people that are getting the video taken of them. But he's giving away wells. And they attacked him for it. <laughs> the media came after him. Well, he's an oppressive figure trying to help uh -huh. people. It's I crazy. Can guarantee he's, he's anything but. And you should watch his video where he brings 100 wells to people that are starving of fresh water, essentially. Dying, you know, having distended stomachs and these little kids. He's, this fly is driving me nuts. Are you guys watching it's attacking yeah, everybody Any, anyone that starts to talk it's like i feel like it's he, a hostile he goes, work goes environment. straight to the speaker holy crap <laughs> i just swatted and didn't squeeze i had like some some sympathy for what if we thing. just open Not the door and cross our fingers that he leaves yeah i'll do that there you go yeah the flies attacking everybody fun while it lasted fly well he's gone <laughs> buzz off what were you saying ian before Some you, before awesome the thing. Oh, about Mr. Beast. Uh, he was just showing video of these kids. And I mean, if you've ever spent time with kids in like um, an impoverished nation and you see them, the kids that drink poop water, basically the same river water that they drink out of, they poop into. It's sad because their stomachs are fat and bloated. I saw it in South America when I was in Peru and it was, they're so happy people because they don't know. They didn't know. But once they found out, they were livid. And, and it's just to be able to, to help people, children especially. I want to I jump yeah. to this story before we get into uh, movie stuff. We got this from The Hollywood Report. We got a couple stories, actually. Melissa Barrera dropped from Scream 7 after social media posts amid Israel-Hamas war. This is, this is really funny. She led both 2022's Scream and the sixth installment released earlier this year. And uh, she basically said it's genocide, it's ethnic cleansing. Gaza is currently being treated like a concentration camp. Spyglass, the company behind uh, the Scream franchise, had no comment, and uh, they gave her the boot. We also got this from SCNR.com. Susan Sarandon dropped by talent agency for anti-Semitic comment. She was get she's getting roasted heavily after she was at a rally and she made a bunch of comments, pro-Palestinian rally. And then uh, I think we have another one here. This one's not as, 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 as important as the Hollywood celebrities. United Airline pilot removed from service over pro-Hamas posts. So keeping it, you know, I, I wanted to highlight that in terms of the cancel culture. I don't agree with these people being fired for having bad opinions. I also don't care. I'm not going to come to their defense and I'm just going to laugh as the, as the door hits their ass on the way out. Because too many of these people absolutely are anti-free speech. Too many of these people in New York, these far left groups have been waging a war on free speech. But that being said, I do think we should be careful 
And maybe this Melissa Barrera, I don't know what she's all about. Maybe she believes in free speech. So I'm going to I'm going to look into them. And if they're in favor of free speech, I'll defend their free speech. If not, sorry. But what we're seeing is, look, the old guard is is in is in free fall. Yeah. Hollywood, yeah. the actors, they're they're split where their talent are ideologically at odds mm -hmm. with their institutions. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you who's right or who's wrong. We, we can have a Palestine-Israel discussion later. I'm just pointing out they're starting to fire people. The industry is not doing so well. In the meantime, seems like independent media is, 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 is just skyrocketing. I mean, a few years ago, if I would have talked about The Sound of Freedom, people would not have believed me. If I would have said there's going to be a new studio, they're going to launch a movie, it's going to defy all expectations, crack into the top of the box office, Hundred, what is that? Two hundred million dollars. Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty million dollars. People would be like, "What, dude? You can't beat Hollywood." And now Hollywood's dying. I mean, mm -hmm. billion-dollar loss for Disney. How are you guys doing? Is We're, Sound of Freedom still in theaters? It is it in, just, around the world. It, it, it is throughout the world, but in the U.S., we just had the last day in the theaters. It was last Friday or Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, it went for like 127 days in the U.S. theaters. It's on my. Uh, it's on Amazon. Yes. When yeah. what new releases mm -hmm. is like the second one right there. Yeah, it was the in the amazing. top 25 most pre-ordered movies of all time on Apple. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it is. You can really see a shift in uh, focus and groups that w once had a very tight com camaraderie are now splitting apart. There's this poll from Gallup that came out I think today saying that. Biden has lost 11 points in support in one month among Democrats, among people who would theoretically be completely behind him. So if you can see it shifting in the political discourse, it's obviously happening in the cultural discourse. There's going to be fallout from the fact that people are looking at each other and say, I won't I won't even talk to you. I won't work with you. I cannot be around you if you express these opinions. That's crazy. I think the kids, people that just see things for what they are, are like the the um, diversity for the sake of diversity. It was tried in like 2021 pretty pretty heavily and then it, it it was obvious that like if you're not casting the best person regardless of what they look like you're you're not making the best movie i mean looks are somewhat important but i think talent seeps through. you see it in the eyeballs yeah the best person for the character whatever that means so and now it means it's that becoming obvious and it's showing in the budgets like disney just launched the worst marvel movie of all time that's right financially wow. and they did really think about poor this. in the movie before that like let, let's let's think about this it's a good point the marvels Right, it's the MCU. It's got it's got three female leads and a female uh, villain lead. That what was, what was their budget? Three hundred million dollars, I think. And it hits the it hits the opening weekend with forty six point one million, the lowest box office of all time. Now I assume it'll make some money somehow, but I kind of feel like this one's dead in the water. It is mm -hmm. crazy to see the behemoth of the MCU decide to get woke and then go broke. Well, they uh, was it the the reviewer uh it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, the drunk reviewer, what's his name? <laughs> Drinking. I hope his name's Aussie? just the drunk review. The drunk reviewer. Austin? That's way better. Yeah, Australian dude. What, what, uh, yeah, yeah. The drunken Aussie movie. Yeah, I know who I you're know. talking about. He's a reviewer. I know who I'm talking. Sorry, I, I, I. It doesn't matter. Chat will figure it out. He he was saying that 
and the Disney was required by contract to make critical this movie. drinker. Yeah, critical. Yeah, okay. critical drinker. They were required by contract to make this movie. Yeah, that they they didn't have a choice when they 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 signed an agreement to make this movie a yep. long time ago, and they tried to wiggle out and they tried to get out, and they were forced basically through their contracts to finish it out. And he's like, and it shows. There's no passion. They oh, it's the shortest movie they've done. There, people are mentioning mm -hmm. that it really looked like they were just trying to get rid of it. Yeah, because they had to. They had to make it. They signed the agreements a long time. You know what I think oh. happened? I think uh, early. Uh, this is maybe like eight years ago. Man, it's, it's been that long. Like when they were doing Avengers: Infinity War, mm -hmm. they needed to get Brie Larson in it because they were like, Captain Marvel will be the new Iron Man. Yeah, and so she signed a deal for so many films. And then she appears in a bunch of commercials. Everyone despises her. She's snooty. She's mean. She goes on social media and she posts really awful, nasty stuff. And then they're just like, we need to get rid of her. <laughs> and she's cost them so much money. Here's the funny thing. Cancel culture, right? They're firing these actors and actresses. And you know why they're doing it? Because they're like, we are going to lose so much money because this woman went on Twitter and started calling Israel genociders and all this stuff. Again, not here to make an argument about Israel-Palestine. They're, they're, they're looking at how much money they're going to lose because of it. And I get it. And that's a, that's that's a, that's a tough that's a tough issue. But understand this. So it, it was uh, uh, just the other day when we had Danny Polishchuk on. He made the excellent joke of, as soon as Elon Musk bought Twitter, everybody just went, "There, there are two genders." <laughs> but, 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 here, but hold on, like it's funny because if you really think about it, isn't it absolutely insane that before Elon acquired Twitter, if you said men are not women, you would get banned. Mm -hmm. No question. Megan Murphy, she's a writer and an activist. She tweeted, men aren't women, though. She didn't insult anybody. They banned her. For four years, she was banned. Until mm -hmm. finally, I think it was because of Elon Musk, she gets brought back. We actually lived in that world where you could not go on a major social media platform and say, boys are boys and girls are girls. Mm -hmm. But now, mm -hmm. where are we? What, what was happening back then his companies were genuinely terrified. Dave yeah, Rubin had- I, I don't think Sound of Freedom would have been as successful as, I don't think it would have hit terminal, uh, sorry, escape velocity without Twitter. They would They would have suspended you guys in two seconds. They would we, have made up a reason. We could, right. have, we could have brute forced ourselves maybe to 80 million just through marketing. But the amount that it takes to get up to 250 million requires you to hit escape velocity. And without Twitter, Twitter was the only social platform where we were trending number one after it launched over and over and over again all the rest of them it's just not there did you have a plan for twitter when you were launching like did you go in knowing that twitter was going to be a resource we, or was yeah that we 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 actually that is why we got into advertising on twitter is because now elon owned twitter and we were like we can actually trust they're not gonna uh mess with mess with this we could movement. see when we uh were advertising the sound of freedom trailer because because of our advertising career like the number for, for the views and the number of shares mm -hmm. that the videos got and the amount of activity, it just didn't match. Like yeah. nobody would comment, you never nobody get, would like, but they were being shared like crazy. Share crazy. So you, you, you post your video, people resharing it like extremely high rate, super viral trailer on Facebook. The second generation shares have no comments. You can just so go they're, through. Uh, they're fake. So the first one, no, no, they're sharing. Everybody's yeah. sharing it, but they're sharing it into the void. Right, right. They think I'm just sharing the video. I'm excited I shared it. And then no one sees it. Right. No one comments on it. And so the the reshares, the second generation is where the trick happens on these other social platforms is you, 
you 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 post it and a whole bunch of people reshare it and you go oh my video is doing really well but then you go dig into the reshares and they're not getting comments they're not getting any engagement today i think that facebook should alter their advertising scheme so that if you share an advertised post it's still going to get advertising pressure on your reshare yes i agree <clears throat> with that yeah reshare should should be promoted so with uh with x i think i think uh let me go back in time. Actually, uh, I knew these guys that were investigating advertising systems on so on, on big tech companies, and they were saying at least half of all of the buys you you, you purchases are fake. When you when you say I'm going to put a thousand dollars in ads towards this video, and then you get let's say you know hundred thousand views, fifty thousand are fake, fabricated. And so what Elon Musk just is bots? They're just bots. Yeah. And so this is great for the that big makes tech sense companies. with the performance before. Exactly, but here's what happens. Because it was awful performance. You couldn't, it was like brand marketing on Twitter. That was the only way to do it. But then Elon Musk changes everything. And he says, you have to, it's all ads are only going to appear on verified accounts, only count against verified user views. Smartest thing. And no one really talks about it. It's working. What Exactly. What Elon Musk yeah. is was saying to these advertisers is, listen, if you spend $100,000 on that platform, how do you know you're getting real people? With us on Twitter, Users only get ads, uh, ads only display against verified accounts. So smart. And so the money is only, the, the money is only spent if verified individuals with check marks mm. see the ad. So now when you, when you, when you spend a thousand bucks and you get 10,000 views, oh, it's so much less. So what? It's real people. You'll see your conversions go up. Yep. That's huge. Yep. I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about Disney and, and about how the problems yes. that they've been having. Let's, um, the, uh, we were saying that people are being fired from from movies or I don't know if those Disney movies, but because of their talks about Hamas or Israel or whatever. I'm also concerned that big production companies, um, Paramount, I don't know, call them out by name if it even matters, but that they have large institutional investors. I don't know if you guys do too. I know their angels are like 100,000 people that all mm -hmm. fund the pro the programs we have together. A mixture. It's a mixture. A mixture. Okay. Yeah, because if crowd if, and institution, if one big institutional guy is like, listen, I, my family's in Israel and I want only pro Israel movies and propaganda out there right now and full stop, then they're going to pull all their money from a company that's trying to make a movie with an actor that's crapping on Israel potentially. And so these investors are deciding the creative flow of the movie industry in that sense, or of that industry. And that's a fail, man. If you can't be as creative as you want with your best actors and your craziest ideas, good luck. How can you compete with people that are doing that? Well, so how do you guys work with the institutional to not get co-opted by the institutional investments? So the only way to get through Angel is through the Angel Guild. So that those 100,000 people, Jeffrey's the chief content officer. He can't, if he had, if he loved your show, Ian, that you were, you were sharing with us, he can't take it there unless the Angel Guild sees it first. And they are like the, you know, they, they can see whether something has a problem. That's what the wisdom of crowds is, yeah. is that yeah. Sound of Freedom Sound of Freedom was watched by 30 plus million people worldwide in theaters because a thousand guild members, Angel Guild members voted for that show. Yep. Wow. So like if a movie got made with an actor that was making these comments about Hamas or something and then but the Angel invest or if the guild was like we still love it, put it through, there's some dissent. Are there investors that once it gets through, they're like, I'm not going to put money on that one. Is that part Again, of the process? They have a choice. They have a choice whether they want to invest in a project for sure. Yeah, it but, doesn't It doesn't guarantee that we'll be able to get the film uh, to do a partnership with the film. Like there's still a lot of things that happen have to happen after the guild, but we cannot take a film into Angel Studios until it passes the guild. 
and they so there's a hundred thousand people they've invested in different projects they can they go on they 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 become members of the guild and then you get to as a member of the guild you get to vote on the stuff that goes to theaters vote on the stuff that goes on the platform and if you don't pass it it doesn't come on angel and is that the threshold a thousand people you said a thousand people a thousand is like it tells statistical significance yeah statistical significance of the audience yeah and so you'll have you know a few hundred to a thousand people watching each movie there's 21 movies submitted a week right now to angel studios on average 21 movies a week there's a hundred plus thousand people going through these movies voting then they decide what comes in and then as a guild member when you become a member of the guild it's like an amazon prime membership or a costco membership you get perks like you get complimentary tickets to every single movie because you're an angel executive like oh i was gonna say i like this i like this idea you know ian's concern is one guy can be like, I'm shutting your movie down because I don't like what that person said. That's impossible. And, right? and, and exactly, I may disagree with these 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 you know people cheering Hamas or being critical of Israel to varying degrees, uh, but I do think they have a right to speak their mind. And it is shocking when a studio says they're going to shut them down. So I like the idea that with you guys, one person can't just do it. It has to be a community effort. Mm-hmm. So think about it this way: if you get a ma- a lead actor in a film, and then he comes out, you know, to do press for it and says a whole bunch of nasty awful like really shockingly offensive stuff and then the community says we don't want to go forward with this project that that would end the project that would. that's what right. i think that's the way to do it i'll tell you why not all speech is socially acceptable if there was a guy who went out and started demanding that schools start giving these books to kids i'm pretty sure a lot of people would be like no 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 <laughs> like this is not someone we want to support right that crosses a line for for something we don't want by all means, he can go do his own thing, but we're not going to greenlight it. However, it's not one guy. It's a large community that has to come to a, a mm-hmm. statistically significant decision amongst themselves. Is there That's ever decentralization? Is there a cap on individual investors so that one guy can't come in with a hundred million and be like, I yeah. want to Yeah, so the last investment I think the cap was ten? Or is it was 15? it fifteen last time? Fifteen thousand dollars. I don't remember. Like the last oh, one. That's very small. Yeah. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say fifteen million. Okay. No, 15, no. <laughs> the, no cap, the, the cap now the film was made with bigger investors, but once it passed the guild and then it took on P and A money, which is the way it did the crowd What's money. P and A. It's called it's prints and advertising. So back in the day when you prints meant you print out a reel of film and ship it to every single theater so that they can play it on their projectors prints and then you print out the the movie posters those were the prints that cost a lot of money just to get those out to the world and then advertising is how you promote and make awareness around the film so currently like prints are like a lot of them are done over satellite and a lot of them are done with little hard drives yeah you still mail the hard drives yeah Yeah. to a lot of them is that just old guard like not figuring out they can email it yet yeah (laughs) yeah they don't have great internet maybe (laughs) <laughs> or their projectors aren't connected to these are the multi terabyte yeah. movies. These yeah. are multi terabyte movies. You you have to have really good internet in okay. order to to uh, to bring down that level of a film. So prints and advertising are the prints are the, the printing out the posters and that stuff, and then advertising. And the, the the crowd invests in prints and advertising. They did it for Sound of Freedom. They put five million dollars to get Sound of Freedom out to the theaters. They put it into After Death. They put oh, it into shit. His Only Son. They put it in the Shift, which is coming out on December first. And there's thousands of people helping these movies get off the ground and they become angel investors. And then once you become an angel investor, you become part of the guild and you get a vote on the next content that comes in and you're part of the, the new gate, the, the, you're replacing the gatekeeper model, the old gatekeeper model. And you're right, Ian, uh, 
Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. The, uh, in the traditional system, one studio would cut the check for P&A and they get to decide. And in this one, we want as many checks as possible because all those people, they're part of the, the audience. They want to they wanna be part of shaping the culture. They're gonna drag all their friends out to the movie, yep. all their relatives, right. everybody they can I, get. I think an important distinction you know, uh, in the idea of cancel culture, cancel culture was basically they would dig into your past, find something you said 10 years ago that either is no longer uh, culturally relevant or now is considered unacceptable and use that to destroy your life. Or in the most egregious, ex most egregious example, this race car driver's dad dropped a racial slur in the 80s before he was born. So a sponsor dropped him because of it. I'm like, that's insane. But let's be real. You know, we had that woman on Culture War and she said I was pro-censorship because I said, I don't want these 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 uh, adult books in, in grade schools. And I'm like, yes, next question. No question whatsoever. It, it, it's, it's, it's not this idea that we think everyone should be able to say literally anything in our private spaces or in our industry or that we have to invest in it. Freedom of speech means you can live your life without government interference. And opposing cancel culture, first and foremost, has to do with our moral basic lines, right? So what happens is the woke left comes out and says, oh, we've, we've hereby decided that this thing is no longer acceptable socially and you're going to lose your job because of it or a lot or talking with this person is no longer socially acceptable. And we're like, dude, 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 what are you doing firing this person over this stuff? These people are saying things that aren't even that offensive. Men aren't women, though. And Megan Murphy gets banned from Twitter for that. That's ridiculous. Now, if someone went on Twitter and literally was advocating for violence or terror or genocide, then we might be like, well, okay, well, now we're getting into dangerous territory. As for like the calls for extreme violence, we've actually had a great conversation on this show about the limits of it. If someone is speaking generally about war and conflict and targeting different groups, we kind of shrug. We're like, I, look, when they, when they call for death to Russians, Facebook allows that. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone goes on Twitter and just tells people to, in, like as, as Ian puts it, imminent threat targeting a group of people, then we say, okay, that's crossing the line. But my, my view is this. We shouldn't tolerate extremist opinions. We, like we shouldn't have to pay for them and fund them. I think we can allow on, on and, and agree with on social media platforms a wide range of opinions that we disagree with and don't like to challenge. But there's absolutely a, a red line for all of us where we're like, nah, like this is too much. And it's like advocating children be exposed to adult content, things like that, probably crossing the line. But uh, the other thing I'll mention too is I'm not here to be the arbiter of morality and tell you where a system like Twitter should determine or X where people can and can't say things. My attitude will typically be let the crazy people say the crazy thing so we can know they're saying it. That being said, if an actor came out and did it, was advocating for a whole bunch of really nasty stuff, like getting, you know, grooming kids and things like that, I certainly would not want to be involved in a project with them. And I think that's fair that people would say no to it. The big difference is we're taking back the Overton window where the left said that saying something like we should have immigration controls. Oh, you're, you're canceled. You're fired. That's what's crazy. That's a reasonable thing to say. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think part of the desire to push the window so far is to obscure the idea of what's right and what's wrong. I think there are a lot of people who I wouldn't agree with politically who would also say, no, I don't want children exposed to sexual content at a young age or inappropriately. Uh, but there is another narrative, especially on the progressive left, that says, oh, well, maybe you're oppressing someone by by saying those urges are bad or condemning them. Mm -hmm. they, they want there to be no hard line no. Uh, and I think they want you to feel more okay with compromising your values. And that's very, that, there's no way to uh, maintain a culture if that's also the energy when, that you're when I out. When I first went to college, one of my friends, her dad said, 
you can go to college and keep an open mind, but not so open that your brains fall out. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> we got to we got to jump to this story because, ladies and gentlemen, we're winning. From uh, Naples News, comedian Matt Reif sparks controversy with joke in Netflix special. Is he performing in Florida? Well, I chose this local news outlet for a reason, mostly because it just documents the controversy around comedian Matt Reif. He had a Netflix special where he appeared to mock domestic violence victims. How dare he? I really, really don't care that he did. And here's the best part. Here's from NBC News. Comedian Matt Reif responds to Netflix special backlash with a link to special needs helmets. He made a post and said, for everybody who was offended by my joke, here's a link to my apology. And when you clicked it, it loaded up. I wonder if they have an image of it. I don't think they do. It loaded up a a, a shopping website for special (laughs) needs helmets for people who are, you know, differently abled, as it were. Get him, dude. I'm just saying, shout out to this comedian. But we're starting to win back. See, this is this is the point about cancel culture. I have almost, I would say, almost no problem with the limiting of certain speech. I say almost because we try to be very careful. We want to make sure people have right to express themselves legitimately. legitimately. But, you know, like people posting adult content is not legitimate expression for It's obscene for kids. I think it's fair to say that we're going to be like, no way. This dude made a joke. That's it. Grow up. Have a nice day. Laugh or don't. Five years ago, this dude would have been fired in two seconds. Look mm-hmm. at, was it Shane Gillis? Was that the comedian? Yeah, what yeah did, Shane what, got fired from SNL. Like, what did he do? A he, month he, of he did like getting an, hired or something. He did like an accent or something? No, no he had done remember. a joke in the past, uh, like in those like years ago prior, on like an open mic or something like that, where he made fun of uh, Asian Americans. And he said that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did so an he accent. Really, he's, he's a didn't? great yeah, impressionist, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as, as, as an Asian American myself, I thought it was hilarious. And they fired him because of it. Yep, correct. We're winning. This story shows we're winning. It's not just about the the culture that's being built. It's about it. This dude's 28 and he's got a Netflix special and he's like, don't like my joke. I'm going to double down and insult you even further. Well, and they, I mean, Bill Barr had this joke for a long time about, you know, Bill Barr. Bill Burr, sorry. (laughs) I don't know if Bill Barr has ever had a joke in his life, but Bill Burr has had this joke where he says, you know, you know, they always say there's never a reason to hit a woman, but, you know, is that true? You could wake me from a drunken stupor and I could give you at least 10 or something like that. Like, that's like alluding to domestic violence, but people laugh. I think he did this joke on some, you know, mainstream uh, late night show. And so it's interesting how it was something people tolerated and now they're like, new young comedian, you have to fall in line or or, or stop. You know what it I mean? It sounds like the crowd is flailing and they're like, well, my, my anger that's left over from five years ago, stop. And then... He knows, Matt Reif knows, if he gets fired, he's good to go. Like, look at Shane Gillis' career is off the charts right yep. now. He's yep. interfacing with Rogan. He's, Matt Reif's already been on Rogan's podcast once. Oh, we, 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 we have defeated the, the, the woke beast is, is flailing. Yeah. Cancel culture is dying. We are succeeding across the board. Hollywood is failing. Cable network news is failing. The corporate press is struggling. Elon Musk has launched this nuclear lawsuit against Media Matters. Trump Truth Social has just sued 20 news organizations. The amount of victories and the expansion of uh, of our efforts is just so tremendous right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you got a lot to be thankful for this Thursday. Although, be, tell you. stay concerned because it's like they have the power, and I say they kind of vaguely, but to, to turn off your money. So the whole system is is rigged up so that Visa, the central banks can shut off your access to a bank account and no more U.S. dollars for you. And that's like their atom bomb in the pocket. So we don't want to celebrate like we've won a war 
or any kind of longstanding. I mean, I, I think cryptocurrency is fascinating that Big, we have Bitcoin. other ways. Bitcoin, Bitcoin yeah. particularly Bitcoin. I mean, I like a lot. I like a lot of just the idea of being able to. But you guys only currency. like Bitcoin. You're. You I'm, a, I'm a bit of a Bitcoin maxi. Yeah. A lot of my friends are too, and they're like, oh, I bought, dude, I, Bitcoin's up." I started in Bitcoin 2013 then bought, bought in and then we made a documentary film called life on Bitcoin where this married wow. couple, you can read it on Amazon and stuff, but it's this, do, this couple lives on Bitcoin for 90 days, the first 90 days of their marriage, only Bitcoin in 2013. And then we got into Ethereum and other Litecoin, Litecoin and, and all the other coins. And I was like, I was thinking about it like a technology where I was like, number two is Facebook or number Google came after Microsoft, et cetera. So the better technology is going to win. And then by, a couple of years ago, maybe a few years ago, it, I started thinking about it more like an economist where I'm thinking about hard money. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And what it actually means and what Bitcoin does well is money. That is the one thing it does well and it does it better than any of the other other cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is the money. It's the best at it. Well, and I switched back. And I, I and we can take a look at El Salvador. Yes. That's right. And it's just it's like booming, 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 mm -hmm. booming, booming, booming. It's amazing. I'm just, I'm just. Bukele brought look. us down for Sound of Freedom and did it like. He's the first nice. Latin American country to, and he screened it. Dude, he us. knows what's up. That dude's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, here's, here's a crazy story for you guys. You're going to love this one. There was a, 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 an illegal immigrant in the United States who applied for asylum, claiming that he was facing persecution in his home country. His home country was El Salvador. The persecution, he was a gang member that was going to go to jail. So he comes to the U.S. and get this, they release him. And then later we're like, wait, 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 wait. What was the persecution he was, oh, he's a gang member wanted for crimes. So, okay, we got to arrest him now. That's how crazy things are up here. Mm -hmm. That a guy was like, they're going to arrest me for my group affiliation. What's your group? I, I'm a gang member. <laughs> well, the U.S. immigration yeah. was like, okay, that makes sense. You yeah, are right. oppressed. Yeah. Like, that, they didn't even, either they didn't ask or they asked and were like, that does seem hard. I wouldn't want to go to jail either. Yeah. Into the U.S. with you. It's look, pathetic. Look, it's going to be so great. Thanksgiving. You know, all... Everybody who's aligned with freedom, meritocracy, anti-woke, you're going to be sitting there with with a smile on your face as your woke relatives are just grumbling and angry. Biden's losing. Hollywood's crumbling. They're losing money. And you can just be like, I don't even need to argue with you. We're, 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 on, the, we're on the cusp of victory here. Do you, you guys ever... Take, do you take Bitcoin for Angel Studios as currency, or is that too we have much a of a reserve of Bitcoin? Yeah, and we've done, and we have a reserve, and we've also done Bitcoin tipping with uh, Tuttle Twins. There's a whole episode on on um, on one, Bitcoin. One of our rounds, we took on a ten million dollar chunk of Bitcoin as a reserve for the wow. company. Yeah, That's, just yeah. As yeah, kind of a backup. You just bought it, just just switched no, it into a, cash a, into Bitcoin. A, a fund <clears throat> invested in Angel, and we said we'll take your investment will sell stock for bitcoin how long ago was that mm, it's been a while yeah yeah while. so yeah. now it's like a hundred million or something no 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 not that long ago it's still in the the same it, i mean bitcoin's up to what like 36 right now 36, i think it was a 37 yeah. today 
37. It's just going up. I mean, now that, um, what's his name? Javier Malay got elected in Argentina is talking oh, yeah. about switching them over Spongers. to Bitcoin. Well, yeah, he's first going to go to the dollar and then his plan is Bitcoin? to go to Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah he, he's oh, gonna the dollar is an interim. Gonna, he's going to do the same thing as Bukele. They, those guys are Yeah, they're buds. buds. I guess Bukele's coming down there to hang out with him. Like yeah. for the inauguration, oh. Bolsonaro's going to be there. Yo, dude, what that a is time. so okay. amazing. I mean, come on, how how are people? How could anyone be pessimistic right now? <laughs> this is just so amazing. I mean, especially with all the stuff you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Millet, I, I'm I'm a fan of that guy. He's oh yeah, he's, afuera. He's bold. <laughs> afuera. He's and I, bold. I think Don't there were a lot of Americans. He won over. You know, the day after his but election because they by watched him online. Pretending no that he was going to do something different. Yeah, there was a three, I think it was a three person election. And then he and one of the others got the runoff and the other, the third person, all, they all voted. Essentially, we're all just going to vote for um, LA. He, I guess they announced uh, within 21 days, they will end the Ministry of Diversity, Gender and Inclusivity or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like, out. And there's some tweet that was like, yeah. so you, there's illegal to have a gender now in Argentina. It's like, no, it's illegal to be a terrible bureaucracy that ruins people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I know. Yeah, it's not even illegal. It's just shutting down a department. Yeah. How like dare he? Have, like it's, the, it's, the department has to exist biology to believe something. On. Exactly. Getting rid of a department doesn't mean you don't like the thing that the department is named. Yeah. So sometimes the name yeah. isn't even accurate. I want to get rid of does. the Department of Education, but Dude. that doesn't mean I don't believe in education. Right. Look at look at Public you Square. You want everyone to be illiterate. You're admitting yeah. it here now. <laughs> you guys, like pu Public Square put out a statement about their revenue. They're making millions. They're expanding. They launched their uh, e-commerce officially. I think oh, I think it's officially launched, right? The e-commerce mm -hmm. on Public Square. I'm just looking mm -hmm. at the, this year has been absolutely fantastic. You know, mm -hmm. the 2010s were crazy. Let me stress: you could not say on Twitter, "Men aren't women." They would ban you for that. Absolutely crazy. Look how far we look how far we've come. And it's cool because we do get on to all kinds of people for saying, you know, the Republicans don't do anything, or like local people just focus on national politics. They don't change anything in their own communities. And I do think you're starting to see the the results of people taking initiative and especially in the case of Public Square, seeing something that was needed and, and creating it. And I think you guys are similar with the work that you do. Yeah, I don't know if they take crypto yet, Public Square. That's going to be interesting when that happens. Would, when you take, if you took Bitcoin, like to watch a movie, I could pay you in Bitcoin. Would there be like a tax hell unleashed upon the company for taking Bitcoin as payment? Or is it past that now where you can like take it, convert it to cash? The U.S. treats it as capital gains tax. Um, Which makes it more And difficult. they just made a, a new change to where accountants can handle uh, Bitcoin on their balance sheet a lot easier, which is going to help companies. It's going to make Bitcoin. a big difference. Yeah, uh, and okay. companies that have huge cash reserves, where we're seeing inflation. Like I don't know if you guys have been to the grocery store lately, but oh, things dude. are getting mm -hmm. freaking expensive. insane. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I, 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 it's shocking. And I'm I'm not in the lower income brackets, and I'm just can't believe how expensive it is. And so our reserves, our cash reserves as companies are losing value the longer they sit. So the yep. more cash you have, and so there's gonna be a lot more companies coming in and saying, we're gonna put a huge chunk of our reserves in Bitcoin. Dude, I, I mentioned this the other day, we went to Weiss. I, I buy these salami packs. We usually have a bunch of them downstairs for everybody to, to eat. They're $12 a pack now. And it's just, it's just like it, it, Actually, that breaks my heart more than almost anything else is seeing food little, prices little tiny go ones. up. Because yeah. I, I know, like we grew up in a family with nine kids in Idaho and it was like, a tiny income, like $13,000 a year. We came from the very lowest tier and it breaks my heart to see people who have been saving and working their whole lives, just like taking huge steps back because it's theft. It's theft yeah. through inflation. Yeah. The CEO, the of, no, you go. The CEO of uh, Strike, 
just said that uh, the the U.S. needs to um, got to refinance refinance their debt about ten trillion <laughs> ten trillion over the next uh, eighteen to twenty four months. Wow! And he says, in terms of scale, that's three x the scale of COVID. Mm-hmm. So if COVID generated the kind of inflation we just saw. Yeah, refinancing that debt's going to generate. Look, yeah. I'm not going to give anybody eight, financial advice trillion? or anything, so don't take this advice. But if if Argentina does a a fast shift into Bitcoin, like El Salvador did, Argentina is much larger, much wealthier. It's a huge country. Bitcoin is going to jump in value two or three times. I could only imagine. You said it was the CEO of Strike. Strike. What's yeah. Strike? It's a it's a Bitcoin technology. You can you can just you get a strike app. It's like PayPal, but you just buy Bitcoin and you can actually set it up to buy Bitcoin every hour. So I buy a, a little bit every single hour on strike. Do you guys they, ever they have no I, transactions? We, we, I want to jump. I want to jump to a, another story here because then I I, I want to cover this last one and then get into the movie stuff. It's just been too much good news, man, ladies and gentlemen. I got such amazing news for all of you. This is from U.S. News. Maryland handgun licensure law is unconstitutional. U.S. court rules. This is massive, okay? A U.S. appeals court, this is federal, on Tuesday declared that Maryland's licensing requirements for people seeking to buy handguns were unconstitutional, setting a landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision last year that expanded gun rights. Let me break it down for you. In Maryland, to get a gun, you got to take a safety class, like a four-hour program, and like, and then get a license, and then you can do this. A lot of states do this. And now the U- a U.S. federal court has just said, not anymore. This is a major milestone in universal federal constitutional carry, which we should have because the, 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 the uh, Constitution is federal. Yet state by state, we are still fighting this battle over constitutional carry now. More than half the country is constitutional carry. And those that remain, the evil states, they call them the evil seven, they are now losing time and time again. This will probably get appealed. We'll see what happens if it goes to the Supreme Court. But for the time being, a massive victory. So at first... We had this lawsuit. It was it was Bruin. I think it was Bruin, right? Where they said you can't, uh, you you have to issue a permit if a permit is requested. New Jersey and Maryland and New York are, are are three examples of states where you'd go in and say, "I'd like to get a gun." They'd say, "Great, fill out this form," and the form would say, "What's your reason?" And if you were like, "I'm an American citizen who wants to keep and bear arms," they'd say, "Not good enough," and they deny you your permit or they'd lie. So the Supreme Court says, "No, no, no, that's unconstitutional. You're you're barring guns. You have to do it." Maryland and New Jersey were and New York would not give you a permit. They'd give you one only if you were rich or famous and could prove you were rich and famous. The other the other way to get it is if you uh, uh, like if you handle large sums of cash, like working at a bank, they would allow you to get a permit as a security guard. But so almost nobody gets them now. They've lost that. And the latest news is they said, OK, fine, you can get a gun, but you got to take a class. And now the courts are like, nah, you don't. You can have a gun. So Maryland is about to be forced by a judicial review to become constitutional carry. This this rule is a major push. We may eventually see, and I'm talking like in a in two or three years, maybe four, depending on how long it takes the Supreme Court. But we could see in the next several years nationwide constitutional carry, which means you can be in Maryland and carry concealed and drive to any state you want and not go to prison for doing so. Yeah. Which is insane if you think about it, because the Constitution of the United States says you have the right to keep and bear arms. So why is that if you go to from Virginia to West Virginia, you're fine. And if you go to Maryland, now you're committing a felony. That's insane. Yeah. Because Maryland doesn't think you should have a gun. 
right? And also Maryland has, you know, a very intense crime burden city. I'm talking about Baltimore, of course. Uh, they don't know how to handle these issues, but they think we'll ban guns and that will make everything okay. They don't understand the problems they have because they don't acknowledge yeah. what they're trying to if say. If you look at Brazil when Bolsonaro came in, I don't agree with everything Bolsonaro did, but one of the things he did is he said, people should be able to own firearms. And crime dropped during his period. My wife's Brazilian, so my kids are all half Brazilian. We spend time, a lot of time down there. But crime dropped by 30% during <laughs> his time. Amazing. And all the academics were trying to explain it away and say, well, it wasn't because of guns. It was because of the air are there good <laughs> policies that he was implementing was please he name just, which one he just got lucky he got it was a was he doing what they did yeah. in san francisco making crime legal and then not classifying as a crime anymore ball <laughs> <laughs> uh, serious question i don't no, know bolsonaro is kind of the opposite end of that one he's the lock him up and throw away the key type 30 mm percent -hmm. do you know how much of that lack like was violent crime that diminished i, I don't know the, all the the super details but it was it was stunning how much impact it had amazing well, I I I, uh, um, I can't remember which state it was, but I remember a story that I that I learned about when I was like eighteen. That um, I, it might have been Michigan or Wisconsin. Some state enacted a gun control law, and then crime skyrocketed like eighty-seven percent. So they immediately uh, repealed it. Like, oh crap, that was a big mistake. Mm -hmm. And uh, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, has 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 the, uh, a city with some of the highest crime in in the country. Believe it or not, a lot of people think you're going to get the highest crime rates in like per city, but yes. There's this one part of uh, Illinois that has one of the highest crime rates. It's actually a wealthy shopping district. So it's not murders and stuff. It's just everybody's getting robbed and mugged nonstop. Look, wow. man, if you live in Illinois, th these criminals know you don't got a gun. Is there a value to making it constitutionally legal statewide except for in the big cities? Or that just caused too much confusion? Oh, and, and if you ever had to like go like i think about tennessee where there are three major cities across it. if you ever drive across tennessee what are you going to do like go around it to avoid it? it at some point you're just putting a burden on the law abiding citizens and you're not actually dealing with those people who don't care about your laws and will bring a gun there anyways i guess you, are the highways aren't are the highways federal or are they all yes. state? they're federal uh, well no i mean they're state and federal highways so typically I, the way the law is supposed to work is if you're on a federal highway an interstate you're allowed to carry is, you know, under certain circumstances, mm -hmm. typically you're allowed to transport. But if you get off at any point for gas, oh, they're going to get you. Mm. I know people who've had yeah. this happen to them. Otherwise, if you don't have this, what happens is you end up, if you're in Sao Paulo or any area of Brazil, and it hasn't, it, but guns have been illegal for a long time there before Bolsonaro. You have these walls that are as tall as your ceiling. And on top of the walls, it's just a bunch of broken glass bottles cemented yeah. into the top of the yep. wall. Because people are poor, they can't afford really great security, and so they just build a big wall and put broken glass they, bottles on. They the build a wall, you say? Yeah, what a, a great wall. idea. <laughs> so this is actually crazy. But, but around every single little tiny house, there's a wall with gro broken glass bottles. They that, like that's they stick your it in the that's water. your last defense. Yeah, when you don't have any way to defend yourself, and if you call the police, they'll show up in like an hour. Oh right. What yeah. do you, I mean, but I mean, let's be honest. That's how, that's how it is in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, it's starting I, to get that way. I, my experience in Chicago has always been that way. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a farm boy. So see, the only consideration when you're in the rural areas is how long will it take for them to drive there? That's yes. right. And that's so, because right. they'll come as fast as they can. Exactly. But it might be 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the city, you could have a police station down the street. And this has happened to me and my family and had someone, you know, let's just say engaging in violence against our property and literally a block away. And the cops didn't show up for half an hour. It's because they're dealing with like, 
like actual violent murder or something. Or, or they're passing out parking tickets. Yeah. Or they just. Don't or they're it. just like, eh, who cares? Like, what are we going to do about it? This, in the suburbs. They're like, man, that sounds really bad. We'll we'll stay away from there. Yep. It, it was okay response time in the suburbs, but out in the country, like, I mean, twenty minutes is not acceptable. I don't. Yeah. Well, this is the reality, it's, man. When when we when I lived in Florida, yourself, if we if we we didn't have police, if we called the sheriff, it was going to be an hour, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So you need a gun. I, I, that, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who was like, there is no. She told me there is absolutely no reason anyone should have a gun. Give me one reason. I said, okay, well, I lived in uh, rural Florida, uh, 40 miles outside of Miami on a five-acre property, and we didn't have a gun. We had a, a, a break, break action air uh, compression 22 pellet rifle, and uh, there, was a, there was word going around the neighbors that uh, someone had been murdered. It was a home invasion. Illegal, illegal immigrants had, had broken in and killed some people, and they were not caught. So one day, me and my friends are hanging out in the kitchen. We're making pizzas because we like to just make all different kinds of pizza for fun. We make weird ones. We made a fruit pizza once with like jam and kiwis and stuff. Just goofing <laughs> off. And uh, I see a guy in my backyard with a flashlight. And I'm like, These, there, there are six foot tall fences surrounding the property. And so I'm like, okay, I can call a sheriff right now. And maybe in an hour and a half, we'll figure it out. So I'm not going to say it's a responsible thing to do, but I... Uh, I compressed air in the rifle, went out, dry fired, bang, and I yelled, "Hey!" They bolted, jumped the fence, and they were gone. Perhaps not the smartest thing to do. It's all I, it's all I could do at the time, and it made me think like we probably shouldn't be out here unless we're able to defend ourselves. And so I said, "Okay, what would have happened if that was the murderer who who had you know killed somebody else?" And he realized it was just an airsoft gun or a, a or or gun. no no I didn't have anything. I mean, they hear a bang, they run for it. They're not going to try and figure out what it was. Mm. It's a, it's, 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 it's a loud, it's a loud weapon. And, and to be honest, those things are, are dangerous, not they as are. dangerous as yeah. like a Ruger 1022. But let's say we're totally disarmed, and this guy comes up to the property armed. Should I, I, I call the police? They'll be here in an hour and a half. What should I do? You're back to the biggest man wins. She had no answer. She had no answer. She's like, oh, I don't know. That person shouldn't have a gun. I'm like, you're right, but they have one because they're committing a crime. What should I do? Should I just die? You should tell them they shouldn't have a gun. And then they'll be like, oh, my mistake. I'll put it down. And There's no well, Let me pause the game. There's no answer. <laughs> yeah. the, the answer is you need to be able to defend yourself from bad people. And law-abiding <laughs> citizens are not the risk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just... And you guys are parents. Like, when your kids are old enough to live by themselves, would you feel better if they, like, live had a gun and knew how to how yeah, to defend themselves to if they them, live alone, train right? Train them on what to do. It, it does make sense. It's weird to me that the response to... I have a fear about gun is to ban them as opposed to train more people to know how to operate them mm -hmm. and to feel comfortable with them. And that means that you're not probably not addressing what your actual fear is, which is crime. And mm -hmm. that's a different conversation. Than I remember after the Aurora, Colorado shooting, I said to my wife and I was just like, I'm never like I'm getting a gun and I have a phobia of pistols. I like a, not because I don't, I, I'm a big supporter of self-defense and the second amendment, but I have a phobia. So I'm going to go take, classes down in nevada a week-long class on how to do this and i'm going to become as well trained as any police officer so that i know and i have confidence that i know how to use it and i know how to protect myself and i'll never regret being in like that i didn't do that right um it, but i wanted i wanted to be trained i wanted to yeah. know and to, to try to get rid of the phobia yeah. And according to self-defense instructors, you'll be the guy that they run to if anything pops off because they all know you know what you're doing mm -hmm. and you'll be they'll be clinging to you. They just in from a super chatter, Oregon, uh, Oregon, Oregon judge struck down a gun control measure just within the last three hours. Uh, oh, Harney, just, we're, we're winning too fast. Ian. Harney County judge rules <laughs> Oregon gun I'm getting measure. getting tired of winning. <laughs> measure 114 unconstitutional. It looked like they were trying to create a 30 day 
uh, delay. Oregon for has your, really wow. intense rules. But they shut that down. I'm getting tired of winning, guys. We're just winning too much. She's going to have to get used to it. Well, let's let, let's talk about what you guys are working on now because you've got a new movie coming out on, uh, not this this week. December but, 1st. Yeah, the, the next next week, mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Should we, should we play the but trailer? I think you guys think they're the all good, mm-hmm. though, right? No, they're all good because they all pass the guild. Yeah. 99% the of the projects that go through the guild do not pass because they're not, like, it's a high threshold. We've had major filmmakers come in go into the guild, fail, get really mad because they're like, I'm my name. Like you should at least just like, your movie sucks. I'm marketable. And it's like, no, they didn't like it. So, yeah. and they're like, oh, we'll never. Well, so the, the, the new movie that you guys got coming out, everybody knows Sound of Freedom. It was awesome. It was huge. Now you've got The Shift, which is uh, uh, December 1st. Yep. You want to tell us about it? This is our first original. This uh, mirrors our story. Uh, we met the we met the filmmaker and writer in 2017. His name's Brock Heasley. This guy has this most amazing story. When he was a kid, his dad was actually a pawn shop owner, gunned down in California, uh, ended up living, was on Rescue 911 to tell his story. And then Brock, when he was uh, a missionary, he was his dad was shot again and his dad was, was killed. So Br- Brock wrote... Uh, started writing to deal with um with everything that that uh, he was going through in life and then he and his wife went through the worst time where they lost everything they both lost their jobs on the same day they lo- they were just destitute and uh he made this film with pizza money this short film and then he said i'm going to take this over to angel studios and see how the angel guild likes this short film and they caught the vision of it five years ago and uh, he's gone through a process of of uh, of creating this film, and it has the score on the film just keeps getting higher and higher and higher, <laughs> and it gets score. better and better and better until just what was it, sixty days ago or so, they passed the guild to get into theaters. Yep. Wow. And so we went ahead and said, all right, we're going forward with December first, and they went through the guild a lot of times, meaning they resubmitted this film. They, sh- they, they raised, he took a $500 short film made with pizza money, built a uh, $6.5 million budget, brought in Neil McDonough from Band of Brothers. Uh, Sean Astin yeah, from Sean Lord Astin, of the Rings Lord, and from Stranger Things. Yes, Liz Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene in The Chosen, Paris Patel, who plays Matthew in The Chosen. I mean, and then Chris Palaha, who's like the biggest star on Hallmark, and he's very, very good at the romance stuff which this is a dystopian romance and he made this film. It is, it is a, and it's going nationwide first time director, first time writer for a film. Uh, and this, this is going nationwide on December 1st. Is the writer, the director? Yep. Yes. What's his name again? Brock, Brock Heasley. 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 H-E-A-S-L-E-Y. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Heasley. What did he shoot the $500 thing on well how did he make that with 500 bucks bunch of friends and favors um called them favors and, from his friends and bought, bought them pizza yep oh it's so and awesome. he submitted that to angel and then they they caught the vision off of that and he crowdfunded over time it took him a while but he crowdfunded and raised 6.5 million dollars wow and build this film but back when he passed the guild my wife said she she watched the short and she's like i don't get it neil i don't get why you like this film or why the guild liked this film and then he got to the full feature because the, the original was, you know, it was dark. It was, uh, this retells the story of Job, 
in like a sci-fi world and she just didn't get it then she watched the the screener after he uh, finished the film finished shooting it and and uh and she's like i love this film yeah. and and it's testing extremely well should we play the trailer yep yeah all right we got a trailer right here let's uh let's pull it up and, and play it for you guys you guys ready here we go where's my wife i shifted her what do you want with me this is not my world. I've never been to this lake before. Never walked its shores. But I will find my way back. And I will find my way back to my Molly. Five years ago, I was left in this dark place. Taken from my wife. The, light of the people here have no hope. You still looking for that wife of yours? You're clinging to scraps of rumors. And then he arrived. Where's my wife? I shifted her. For every choice you make, there are countless other realities where you make a different choice. You're talking about parallel Earths. Imagine having the power to move people from one reality to the next, to shift them. What do you want with me? I can make you a king. Imagine everything you have ever wanted. Work for me and get back with the woman that you love. Okay, go on a date and maybe we kiss. Hopefully. He's not gonna shift you back to your wife. It's a trick. If I choose you, that's the last choice I'm ever gonna make. I will never leave you alone. I've seen a bunch of people like us out there looking for a little hope. There is nothing that I won't do to you. You can't just shoot the devil. There is so much evil and inhumanity in this world. But there is also beauty and hope. And I will find my way back to her. Right on. Man, I just gotta say, uh, you know, I, look, I, I like winning. Winning the culture wars is fantastic. Sound of Freedom was amazing. I'm looking forward to this. I'm trying to pull up my local movie theater to see if I can get tickets right now. Go to but, angel.com slash the shift and you can see all the different showtimes there are right now. It's almost, I think we're almost to 2,000 theaters right now. The, mes the, les the lesson I learned from the second time we watched, because we watched it before the show went live, is don't talk on your phone while you're driving. That guy, <laughs> if you catch that one second, he flicks his eye to see who it is. Oncoming yeah. traffic. I'm glad, I'm glad we've learned this lesson. Just put it on silent, ignore the thing. The, Part, what, what was the, what was the slow so you can Angel, get there fast angel.com slash the shift yeah so what when the guy who came up with this was resubmitting it to the guild did they provide him feedback on yes. need to shift this i mean so it's yeah. a very collaborative response what, what, what happens when you when you go to the angel guild and you you sign up and we actually have a url for timcast where you go angel.com slash timcast will let you sign up for the guild 
You can go there, you can become a member of the guild and you can start voting on content and you get complimentary tickets to every single movie. So you, when you sign up, you get, it's already, the guild already gets to watch Sound of Freedom. They already get to watch After Death. You get to watch Tell Twins early and then you're going to get two t- free tickets to uh, The Shift. You'll get two free tickets to this new movie called Cabrini coming out next year. So on, but you're building. Um, and you get, you get to watch the next Sound of Freedom far yeah, before anybody yeah. else does. So, so angel.com slash uh, Tim cast will, will get you to the guild, but with the shift, he submitted to the guild again and again, rough cuts and mm-hmm. there's a hundred thousand guild members. And so you get several hundred to a thousand people watching it and then they give you a signal and it comes out as a score zero to a hundred. Usually like a ri- to pass, you have to be at at least a 60 on that score. That's a, it's a signal of how passionate people are about your film. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And like the high 60s or low 70s will put you at like 99% audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Like Sound of Freedom was a 76? It was a 74. 74. 74, Sound 90, of Freedom. 99 to 100% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. It's the, the Sound of Freedom is the most highest audience rated blockbuster of all time on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. for audiences. And, but the, the shift, he went back, I think like 12 different times and just kept getting the signal, I'm off. And we don't tell you why you're off. You just see the number, you know you're not there yet. And then you can read all the comments from everybody and try to go through the noise and find the signal as a filmmaker. So you, we're not going to tell you what's wrong with your film. But people do provide comments. They as do to like provide they- comments so that you can try to f- r- sift through the noise and find the signal as an artist to say, uh, this is what's wrong. Because sometimes people give you, they say one thing, but you as an artist realize, oh, what's actually wrong is... Mm-hmm something totally different and you solve their problem in a different way. For instance, they'd be like, I don't like that character, but you realize that the audio is not right on that character's scenes. Yeah. Exactly. Or you right. haven't made him sympathetic exactly. enough. You need something else With to Sound of Freedom, there was early on people were saying the movie's too long, but the movie wasn't too long. We ended up cutting, where, where what the problem was is it went too deep at the beginning on the difficulty of the, the children, right? It just went too deep and people couldn't get out at the end and actually enjoy the thriller part of the movie because the heartache was so heavy. And so we actually cut down, the director cut down the intro of the film. Not a lot. When everybody was saying cut, the the way the audience would respond is say, it just feels long. And so you think, oh, I'm going to go cut down the slow parts, not these parts where everybody's bawling. I'm going to go cut down the the non-emotional parts and but where it needed to be cut down was just a little bit in the heavier stuff because mm-hmm. they went too deep and then it felt long because they were exhausted by the end. Yeah, and a cut down tired. doesn't just mean like shortening. It means like be more... Just tight. To have, yeah, have a have a critical eye of what exactly is conveying mm-hmm. the, what you want. I think that yep. it's not like you're saying cut all of your movie. It's saying, you know, review it. It's the same thing with an editorial piece, right? Yep. You could say something with 5,000 words, but if you have one line that really conveys the meaning, that's honestly, you know, yep. much more powerful. Yeah. And what will blow your mind with the shift is Liz Tavish's performance, the, oh. the one who plays Mary Magdalene. She, she shines in this. I've got a quote here that just came in from Eric Artell, 
who's a major TikToker, and he said, Elizabeth Tabish gives the performance of her career. And if you've seen The Chosen, you know she's super good. Her depth and vulnerability brought me to tears. And we've seen also with Eric, um, sorry, with, with, with Chris Palaha, who's the, they call him sometimes the Prince of Hallmark. That's his normal world as he does Hallmark movies. Everybody who's watching right now who watches Hallmark knows who Chris Palaha is. He's a star. And, but he's doing something totally different in this movie. It's a very intense thriller. But and he when, says it's the culmination of his career. For culmination him. of his career. This movie, and he knows how to do romance so well. So him and Liz got this chemistry, like to the point you're just like these two. Uh, what what did one person say? <laughs> one, re- <laughs> one review is like you can tell these two people want to procreate. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't. Sean have, Astin. It doesn't show anything. Sean Ashton is wow. unbelievable. Neil McDonough, in my opinion, gives the performance of his career in this movie. He's great. This movie is awesome. We're having, especially women, are telling us that this is the best movie Angels done, and that is a big deal when you're thinking about. Now, men, men don't put as high as Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom is... But women, I think the dude saving children is like really male power. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. it is. I like, got text messages from friends that are like, can we go kill some pedophiles after they watch the movie? Like, I'm like, oh, that's not... That's uh, a law enforcement. And for, uh, yeah, yeah, but that's how they feel. But They're it's just similar like, to the let me at them. With, with the Patriot, right? The Patriot is like, people are like, yeah, this is a great country. I feel good at this. I mean, I think men and women watch film and TV and movies for a different emotional reaction. So that's interesting so women love this movie it's like and and it is selling out all over the country there's movie theaters selling out all over the country and we're up against napoleon so it's a it's a hard i heard bad things about Napoleon. who's playing napoleon someone well-known actor oh it's joaquin yeah it's joaquin yeah yeah, joaquin's amazing but the when you watch this some some of one 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 person said after they watched it they're like with chris palajas they're like it's like my brain is like this is a this is like if Christopher Nolan directed a Hallmark film. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like they took the guy out of office space and like shifted him into that reality where he's uh-huh. like, I mean, he just has, he kind of looks like, uh, what's his name from office? You can't space. describe he's this. Film he's also the it. handsome guy on a Marvel movie. Yeah. Marvel he's in movie. Marvel Avengers. He's yeah. in Avengers. Chris Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. But in the credits, he's handsome man. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> in the guild, is there um, a discrepancy? Between, he is a very good looking man. Between, I, I agree, actually. Very good looking. I'm glad they cut his face up for the movie because so he'd stop getting typecast. Um, do, do you have a uh, the male to female ratio in the guild? Is that noticeable in the yeah, way they vote? Yeah. So the women rate this super high. The men don't start rating it high until the special effects and the sound design came in. Mm-hmm. So women started rating this really high early on because they don't care if... Sci-fi movies just look like people walking around with plastic guns until you add in all the sound design going and the, and the lasers and the, you know, once all that stuff came in, the men are like, yeah, this is an awesome movie. But the women were on board before that because they're like, this love story is palpable. When you're weighting the votes from the guild, do you ever take into account the females? A lot of females voted a nine. A lot of men voted a three. So let's yeah. dilute we're focused the more on. Yeah, we're focused. We actually shifted the focus of our marketing. This trailer is a little more male focused, but we sh- we've shifted a lot of it towards the romance side because this is a lot of people say this feels like Hunger Games, which is a teenage romance dystopian romance, right? It's a. Yeah, it does have Hunger Games vibe. I get that. It's got a kind of a Hunger Game. In fact, it's trailering in front of the. Yeah, it's it's trailering in front of Hunger Games right now. 
Interesting. So if you that, watch, that's just through the the trailer. It gives that vibe. So if you or, go watch, if you go watch Hunger Games in uh, in Regal, you're going to see this trailer in front of. That's but like for a different movie that's more romance vibe, you would have a different trailer. Yeah, that so highlights we, the romantic. We have, we have f- focuses on romance for women, the story of Job, which is this is a re- modern telling of the story of Job for for the the more faith oriented groups, and then you've got the the thriller element which is for men like that men come for the the sci-fi is that common when you're making trailers to do one for women yep. and one for men we, we line them out and we say this is going to this group this is going to this group that you know you're hitting. like any other marketing yeah, yeah. can i ask Targeted how much ads. demographic information you have about the guild like is you guys are based uh in utah mm-hmm. is is that where the guild was or do you find that they're so the guild made up so the, I mean, the, the the initiation of the guild came all from investors mm-hmm. and because we are regulated by the sec and finra for crowdfunding um it was a u.s centric group mm-hmm. except for the angel investors the and do you feel that but do you feel like yeah. that's represented in the people who participate like do you feel like you have a broad selection of people from yeah, across the country but the, 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 US, if but you go to angel.com timcast you can now sign up for a membership anywhere in the world and so um, the guild is growing very quickly. But it's and, not Utah. But it's not. It's no, not. It's it's every single state. That's interesting. You have, you have almost, I think, two hundred thousand. The website says one hundred seventy-five k. Yeah, one hundred seventy-five thousand yeah. wow. guild. I'm just wondering if it's yeah. like you know word of mouth. Like you guys are in yeah. your community and saying we're starting things, so your friends sign up, yeah. and it grows from there. Or yeah. if it is something that the you know, the more you get your friends to sign up, the more weight your culture has mm-hmm. on the guild. Like if, there are... if Tim Cast fans all come and sign up, then. When you, when you bring a movie to Angel, you're much more likely to succeed because your demographics more represented. And I, there are cities across America. I remember, uh, I mean, Texas, there are a couple, um, I think Matthew Conaghy, a couple other actors who are trying to push Texas growing its film industry. I mean, obviously Atlanta has like a film industry. Now there are states across the U.S. that have a film industry that exists. It's just not as big as Hollywood, right? That's so right. Think about this it. was like, shot in Birmingham. It mm-hmm. was a Birmingham crew. Birmingham, Alabama That's shot this. And Birmingham surprisingly is a very dystopian looking place for a film wow, wow. yeah it's a, it just it's got a lot of rundown buildings a yeah. lot of beautiful architecture there's a scene and in we here needed that's... beautiful architecture with the rundown look yeah. there's a scene in here like the climax scene is in this old historic building uh remind it's a me temple yeah but it, who spoke there like it was oh, a, martin luther king martin Jr. luther king spoke there yeah wow. he spoke at that in that same spot where the final scenes are he yeah was where he or spoke. where you see him like on the screen looking at his wife yeah martin luther king jr spoke there so do you find that there are a lot of people in the film industry who are reaching out to you to say i want to be involved with angel studios but i'm not based in hollywood i'm based over here doing whatever like is it sort of becoming something people reach out to not just to get their film made but for their professional careers yeah yeah yes yeah i mean we can only right now angel only accepts um what we call a torch Mm -hmm. and this harps back to the beginning of of crowdfunding so the statue of liberty originally frederick bartoldi made a torch he took it around europe to raise money he took it around the u.s he couldn't get governments to pay for it right Mm -hmm. so he actually had to crowdfund the statue of liberty right And, and, and so time we, back in the day when governments didn't just cut checks for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so every so the French and the American people saw that torch and they caught the vision for what he was trying to create. And the same way somebody brings a torch, a video, a short film, or a full film, if it's going to go to theaters like Sound of Freedom, and then the guild looks at it, they catch the vision of where they're trying to head with it, and they vote yay or nay. Mm-hmm. But if I were like a cameraman and I was based in you know North Carolina... Do you, do you have people reaching out for those kind of production type jobs or do you have to direct them somewhere else? 
So each in, each each production has its own casting department, and uh, the, you know David's being uh, done in South Africa. We've got productions in the UK. David's have, a film about King David. Yep, it's an King animated David. musical that's coming in 2025. It's a 62 million dollar film that they crowd Crazy. Yeah. Um, so these are done in different places. The Chosen is shot in both Goshen, Utah, and just outside of Dallas, Texas. Um, uh, so you know, the, the, and, the, and the shift crew. It's got the the guys who did the music for the Chosen, Dan Hasseltine and Matt uh, Matthew Nelson. Matthew Nelson are, did it, and it's phenomenal. Like the score on this mm-hmm. is unlike anything you've ever heard. There's nothing generic about it. Yeah, those guys did Jars of Clay, the the band. Yeah. back in the day. Yeah, they they've scored now the chosen in this and they're two of the best movie scores like they're just but it doesn't sound anything like the chosen score. yeah it sounds yeah. nothing like it yeah. then then you've got um the one of the producers is was the editor for sound of freedom mm-hmm. That's and very cool. he also edited cabrini which is coming out in march and then so there is a cross-pollination happening between the groups so like alejandro monteverde who directed sound of freedom and cabrini came in and consulted to help Brock get to the point where he could pass the guild. Right. Because he was he was trying to figure out how to get his score up and Alejandro said, well, if you did this or if you did this, you know, like yeah, he, he, he gave professional some, feedback. He gave some really great ideas or the, the creators of Tuttle Twins spent some time on it. And so these different filmmakers join around you once you've kind of reached this point where you're where you're building a film. Yeah. Because they need you to succeed as well. Because it's part of the community. But to be honest to your question, Hannah, like we're not replacing the Hollywood craft. Mm-hmm. Like all these productions, they're using SAG actors. They're using teams that are part of the Hollywood uh, network because Hollywood is better at making movies than anyone else in the world. Yeah, I always the think- The craftsmen, and they're, they're not ideologically opposed to this. Right, I was gonna say, I think it's interesting because we talk about building culture and you know movies, and I think that's great and excellent, but. I would think all of the people that need to make the film or the, you know, not, it's not just the actors or the people cutting it together. It's also the people holding the mics and the people with the cameras. Like those yeah. skills have ties to Hollywood. And those and guys just industry. love making great art. Yeah. They don't care if the art is nihilistic or maybe they, or if it praises God yeah. or if it's in between somewhere, they don't care as long as it's great art. That's what they don't like making is campy cringe stuff. So they want something better. They don't want to just yes. make the same five movies over and over so again. That's the, right. To reach the level that's required. It's the gatekeepers that are the problem. To le- reach the level that's required for the Angel Guild, you pretty much have to have that level of craft, which means you're calling on the resources of the st- storytelling world to do that. So if people are interested, they have to get involved in the casting groups and they have to get involved in acting and work their way up in the industry and then they'll have a chance. Um, but what we saw is that the problem with Hollywood is that it's become too insular, mm-hmm. it's become a bubble, and very few people make these story decisions. And then they're, they're, they're pushing their views on the world and the way the stories are told. And because they hold the keys to the gate, those are the only stories they, that get those out. Those are the only stories that get but out. No, and we're replacing anymore. the gatekeepers yeah. with the people. We're replacing it right at the same point where it stopped working. Do yes. you ever, are you ever concerned that like having Alejandro come in and advise, um, oh, is his name? Uh, Brock, Brock if, yeah, to advise Brock is going to create a similar problem where a lot of the genres are. The, it's a similar genre because a lot of the interactivity amongst the artists is going to. Except for Brock was already so far down the road, he's more helping him solve. It's like a mechanic saying, "Hey, the the, the I, I can diagnose the problem with your storyline that you're facing, 
let me, let me give you the diagnosis and here are a couple of ideas to solve it. And then Brock went and solved it in his own way. Right. right. And, and Brock actually, like the first time that the first ideas to try to solve it actually didn't work, but the combination of those two ideas, they got to a solution. And, uh, but Brock made the final call on what was, on, on what it was. I would imagine he'd already have the vision prepared and that he's just doing technical crafting at that point, but you know. Yeah, there's just in this case it was really in this case it was probably really mostly about just clarifying, making sure that the story curse of knowledge stuff. Yeah, came through really, really clear. Yeah, a lot of times you know your story so well you don't realize why exactly when the writer directs their own work that's a a, not a big problem but can pose a big problem. I think George Lucas had that problem with some of the news. The new episode one, for instance, is just like a fantasy in his head. I didn't understand what the point of that movie was to be honest. at all there was no villain it was very weird no poorly done villain with darth maul so i think getting the out of the writer's hands it, or having an advisor come in that can help you maybe direct or from the sidelines be like, just mm-hmm. so you know just because you see it and know it doesn't mean the audience does what else is coming cabrini we got cabrini coming we've got uh um, there's actually a slate of eight next year and we're shooting for 12 in 2025 we're, we're building a young washington movie where cool. that kicks off a it's a movie first. We're doing it with John Irwin, who did uh, Jesus Revolution. I can only imagine American Underdog. American Underdog. He's the has the most A plus cinema scores of any director in Hollywood. So John's building one on the founding of America with Young Washington, and his goal is to release that next year. He's got to pass the Guild, of course. But mm-hmm. um, the idea is to launch something similar mm-hmm. to the Chosen around the entire founding of America. Oh, cool! It's like a, a universe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a wow. Universe around the founding of America because it's not. We haven't gone into that very much. I'd love to play Ben Franklin. I don't know if he was fat <laughs> oh, when he was young. Yeah, let's roll. You actually got you. You, you could, could do that. totally do that. We'll do the whole thing. I'll yeah, wear it. Anything. We need to <laughs> take that kite up in the air. I don't know how, how deep into George's life it's going to go. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. Then the. Um, so we've got that one. We've got another one called Homestead that Neil McDonough is in as well. And wow. it's an end of the world one where uh, every all the power goes out, nuclear bomb hits, and they're trying to survive on a homestead. Essentially, it's it's based cool. in our time. Um, then there's Bonhoeffer, Friedrich Bonhoeffer, famous pastor from Germany that fought against Hitler. He was the most famous pastor in the country at the time. And... He, he has one of the, like his biographies are some of the best selling books ever. And, but, but Bonhoeffer goes from pacifist Christian to saying, I will help try to assassinate the fur Fuhrer. Wow. And, and the, 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 the difficulty of him trying to figure it out as a Christian, as pastor. a Christian, what he should be doing. Yeah. And that, that film is, that's a big budget one. That one we just signed like a week ago. Um, there is David. It's a musical. It's like Prince of Egypt. Cool. It's like the Old Testament. Uh, the And it's this beautiful animated movie for kids. And because David was a musician, he wrote the Book of Psalms, which is just a book of songs. It, it's actually like motivated. So if you go to angel.com slash Timcast and you join the Angel Guild, you get a vote on all the different projects and then you're going to get complimentary tickets to every single time we release a theatrical release. And what this does, you have 175,000 people right now in the guild, but imagine it once you get a million people in the guild, then let's say, let's say half of them turn up to theaters. You oh, know, you're, like, it's just 
Yeah, you, you because they got their complimentary Swift, tickets. You Taylor Swift. You Taylor every Swift every film. single movie. That's how we change the and culture. Just, exactly. No one can compete with you at the point. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, they, they've got a they, they, natural poll. Are you familiar with the, mm-hmm. like, what's a venue's natural poll? What's a, what, you know, so mm-hmm. if you, with, with you guys having a guild, you're like, oh, our movies basically guarantee to sell out X many seats because of the amount of people who That's love right. our movies. That's right. That's right. Something so Hollywood more filmmakers come because there's guaranteed seats. And right now we've got 175,000, which means we're, we're doing a lot of pre-sales. But once we hit a certain point, it's unstoppable, right? And you so you, when you're joining the Angel Guild, you're joining this movement where you get to pick the content. It's not us. We're not the ones picking it. You, you get to trust whatever comes out. You get out. to trust what comes out. You know it's all going to be good because the bigger the guild gets, the better it picks. And then you get complimentary tickets, to two complimentary tickets to every single movie in theaters. And you're launching <clears throat> these things into the, into the stratosphere. And... The silver screen, when you go in and you have a communal experience at the theater, it changes people. Like, you can't push pause. There is something about not being able to press pause, even if you have to hold it for a little bit to go to the bathroom. There's a different experience when you go to the theater. It's it's like Andrew Peterson's uh, blog, The Rabbit Room, talks about the, the sacrament of the cinema, where it's almost like a sacramental experience where you walk into church, you give up all your distractions, Mm -hmm. and you focus on the sacrament and what it means about Jesus Christ and what he did for you. And it allows you to recharge and people are desperate to get away from these. When you're looking at the failures of Hollywood, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hmm. So I'm going to tell you what's fascinating. You guys have almost 200,000 guild members. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about if you got to a million guild members... You're, 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 these are people who are contributing to a, a like a movement. It's a movement, but the amount of revenue being generated yep. will will make people mm-hmm. in Hollywood weep as they're losing money like crazy. You exactly. guys are taking off and producing movies based on what the guild actually is, is a, mm-hmm. a decentralized voting process to determine good movies. Not only do you have a better mechanism for creating profitable films. People are directly involved in making those of, of those films, whereas Hollywood is top-down garbage yep. and it's failing. I'm just very happy to see Hollywood get their comeuppance more and more every day. Now, mm-hmm. you know what would you know be great? Hollywood stops the woke garbage, starts making good movies with good message, good values, and then we say, okay, great. You know, the efforts, that'll be a win. That that would be a win. win. It would be a That's, great win. That would be amazing. But you know what? I'll take Angel Studios taking over and becoming the next biggest thing where they've got guaranteed seats in the theaters, where movies are like Sound of Freedom and yep. less like some of the, the woke garbage not, they've been And it's out. not just a bunch of repeats, right? We can launch, if we have a guild that's passing great content, they can launch risky any stuff. risky movie to the, to the moon. Right, it and doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be yeah. IP that, that has franchise potential. It the can IP be, is the guild. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because there's automatic buy-in. Right, and, and think about this. My kids, whenever they're watching too much screen time, I have six kids. When they're watching too much screen time, I go to them and I'm like, kids, Harmons live on the other side of the screen. We make the content that other people do. We celebrate by watching once in a while, but we live on the other side of the screen. 
What we're trying to do with Angel Studios is all the content's free in the Angel app. You go to the angel.com and you can just watch all of our shows for free. You get early access with the guild. Like Sound of Freedom right now is just in early access. But you get to watch everything for free, but you join the community to build a movement to change the future of entertainment and live on the other side of the screen. Do you, you get, it's like Legos. You spend more time building than you do playing because it's more fun. And you get to help make the movies that are coming out. You get to watch the early cuts. You, if you were in the did guild- Did you, you give him that video of that guy talking about the ship? I did. It's, uh, it should be in the email if you want to watch this guy that's well, we'll been pull in up the, the members only. We need to go to Super Chats. Yeah, before we okay. do, do you ever do shoot movies at the house with the kids? Yeah, I actually like I gave him my old iPhone and for Christmas last year and said, here's here's the phone. And I only put iMovie on it and just said, go make your own. Oh, movie. yeah, you should. So they're them. using their dolls and they're trying to. You should direct them all. Get them all to be actors in the movie <laughs> one time. They're going to love it. I don't because Harmon's are on the other side of the screen. Yeah, so yeah, you can't make, be actors. Well, happen. and here's here's what I love about this is that all growing up and everybody I know who's in Hollywood, they all say my family was terrified that I came to Hollywood and. 95 plus percent of people who go into Hollywood end up losing their faith or, and, or their family or their families. And I want like, for me, success means that in, when I'm old, that my kids and my grandkids can be encouraged to go into the Hollywood business, into the film business and not worry about being destroyed with their families and their faith. And I, we've got to build a parallel system to do that. Let's get it. Let's go to Super Chats for now. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member so you can hang out for the members only uncensored show. But as a member, you get to hang out in our Discord server with like-minded individuals. A lot of really cool stuff going on. A lot of new projects in the works. There's morning shows. The people in the Discord actually have their own hangouts. You should definitely be involved. But for now, let's read what y'all got to say. Alpha Turkey. Just in time for Thanksgiving with the first Super Chat saying, hello there. Well, thank Hi. you for that Super Chat. <laughs> Do you think Alpha Turkey is really stressed this time of year? Or do you think it's, it's no, okay? No, Alpha Turkey ain't got nothing to worry about. That's true. If you're alpha not Turkey's dead by now, around. you're probably okay. Be careful the with deep turkey. frying turkeys. I, I would suggest not to deep fry a turkey. I keep seeing videos of them going up in flames. I've always wanted to try it. Yeah, now. but you do it right and it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta do it right. You just have to have a big enough space. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah. the water you, yeah. will... Water. Well, not water. No, it's oil. oil. It's the water in the turkey. In the turkey. Right, 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 right. right. So you got to do it. You got to know what you're doing. Matthew Emmons says, could you two talk to Ryan Long and Danny Polishchuk about distributing a movie with Timcast? Could could the Harmon brothers? So uh, we mentioned this with Danny the other day on the show. Uh, Danny said that he wrote a script. Uh, he and Ryan wrote a script, but it's kind of dated, wouldn't work now. And I was like, let's do a movie. And they said, okay. So, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know. Maybe you guys would be... Or the guild, I should say, not mm -hmm. you guys. You, yeah, you, you guys don't matter at all. No, <laughs> some farmers from Idaho. <laughs> right. We help market it. Once mm -hmm. it gets through, we help take it to the world. Yeah. But uh, Ryan Long will be here next week, and uh, Daniel will be coming back, and I'm going to talk to them about, you know, what do we have to do to make a good comedy film? Mm -hmm. uh, and our principles, so that, so as you're, as you're prepping, if you want to come to Angel, our principles, we have what's called, we, we, we're looking for projects that amplify light. Yeah. Right. Do you want to explain? That's stories that are true, Honest, noble, just, authentic, admirable, lovely, and excellent. It's like a rom-com. Yeah, could work totally. Rom-com could work fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how edgy Ryan and and, and Danny want to get with it because they're they're pretty they're pretty edgy. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll talk to them. Let's uh, let's grab some more. What do we got here? Bears fan in Cheeseland. 
Are you, are you, you're in Wisconsin? New subscriber here. Thanks for the content. I imagine that means you live in Wisconsin. You're a fan of the Bears? Bold of you to admit that. I remember the first time I went to Wisconsin, I was really disappointed because we went to a, a, a store, like a grocery store, and the cheese was imitation cheese product. And we're like, what? We're in Wisconsin. <laughs> they How did this happen? That should be treason. Whoever yeah, runs that grocery store should be brought up on state charges. Imitation cheese product. I don't know. It was a little store. They were, they were, they were doing all right. Noah Sanders says, congrats on getting SCNR back up. It's awesome to see the movies you're making. I just got laid off. So be on the lookout for a resume. Stay blessed. Yes, Scanner. It's uh, officially come back. So let me tell you the story, my friends, as much as we can. We did a crowdfund several years ago. It's a long time ago now. This is like, what, 2019 or something? Uh, before? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, before that. It was 2018. Yeah, it was 18. Wow. We raised a million dollars in 22 hours. It was the fastest uh, uh, crowd investment in the U.S. at the time. And we launched a company called Subverse to produce news and documentaries and ground and field reporting. And uh, let me just give you the simple version of it. There was a lawsuit. You can read the documents. They're all public. I can't say much about it because of the lawsuit. But uh, it basically froze the company in a matter of speaking. We have resolved those issues. And since the resolution, which was quite a while ago, we uh, I should say there was a court resolution followed by long period of cutting, you know, tying up loose ends and resolving a lot of these issues, which finally resulted in us as of today, officially relaunching the Timcast news team is now the SCNR news team. They're back and uh, we're glad it's it's happening. We're working with, uh, of course, Bill Ottman of Mines is is involved for sure. We're really excited that uh, we're going to have this this project. So there were a lot of people who had invested in it. And I'll tell you the frustrating thing. People are saying, like, I demand answers. You know, I invested in this project. And it's like, I am, I am legally not allowed to, to say anything when, when you're involved in these, uh, these cases. So it's like, I, I can't even respond and someone say, sorry. All we can do is say, here, please read this, lo this legal document it's that so was published. Right? Have a nice day. Like, yeah, so frustrating. can't say anything. So, yeah. so it's been resolved. We still can't, you know, this is like how it works. We, for, the, for the most part, can't talk about it. But anyone who wants to can read all of the court documents, see for themselves exactly what happened. And just know that we never stopped working on the project and the project is back. And uh, we are going to bring it back from uh, what I would only describe as insolvency. You can read all about the the court case to understand what I'm talking about, but uh, it's going to require a lot of heavy lifting on all, on all of our parts. But um, it's what needs to happen. It's what should happen. And the people who, who invested in that project all those years ago still have their stake as it stands. So good on you. Take, take, yeah, keep. We keep went an eye through on. a similar experience. Big yep. lawsuit, crowdfunded company, and uh, we had we went through bankruptcy. And, and you had people being like, "Why aren't you giving me every all the information?" You're like. Mm -hmm. You can't say anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't like. It's 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 hard to actually even explain why. But for the basics of it, it's like there's strategic and legal reasons. They're like you cannot talk about this. Yep. If I like someone totally unrelated, it's just made the a way video the court systems it. work. Court systems work that way to where if you say something, you're actually potentially hurting all their investments. Right. Oh, and then it just opens up the door for a lot more. So uh, as it pertains to this, I think the like the official thing is. The people involved in the company cannot speak of or induce anyone to speak of what happened. But but if I were to just do it and then I'm not involved at all, and then you're like, well, here's a link to a video of a guy explaining it. That's legal? Nope. Not, no, not allowed. You can't get cannot involved. Cannot do that. Yeah. Yep. I can't even be like, watch this guy. I can say, here are the court documents. You can read them for yourself. That's it. If, if anybody were to make a video, I could not be like, oh, look at this video. Can't do it. It's crazy. It's crazy how that works.
and uh, let's just say we're all very disappointed, but we're excited that things are are, are getting the you know, brand going is hot, again. dude. Scanner, I like you know, it. it's a very sci-fi. And we had a lot of great stuff. We had a lot of great stuff. And uh, if anyone's wondering what happened, you can read the court documents. Well, I'm at scnr.com right now, looking at it. Yeah, looks good. So, and it's just getting started. We just we got something up that we could. We we, we had to do a lot of infrastructure work. It was expensive, and it's worth it. And it's uh, uh, I'm excited for it. But uh, there's a lot of other stuff involved. You know, we're going to be working on documentaries. The stuff from Elad is now going to be published on Scanner. The Twitter account will stay the same. And TimCast News is going to be uh, reposting these things. And uh, TimCast News, of course, will use the articles as sources and things like that. But uh, TimCast News will not be publishing uh, day-to-day news stories. However, TimCast.com still will have special articles and things like that. And uh, nothing else is is changing. So super excited. All right, let's go. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Let's see what we got. Zacchaeus and Brannigan Deed says, saw after death this week. Thanks, Tim. When can we look into a running uh, running a coffee shop? I'm an entrepreneur in Oregon and would like to uh, counterculture here. So uh, this, the, the snowball's rolling down the hill. The good news is I'm hearing from uh, the, the people working on the project. Things are picking up speed. The equipment has arrived and we hopefully will have this up and running. It was supposed to be. We thought it was going to be up and running earlier this year. That's how crazy it was. We bought a building. We like started doing all the work and then all of a sudden permits resulted in, oh, you got to fix this. You got to fix this. You got to fix this. And it just never ended. And, uh, but we're, we're getting there and uh, we're working with Chef Andrew Gruel on, on the expansion plans. So stay tuned for that. Super exciting. And then we're building a, uh, oh, you know what we need to do? We're building an anti-time square in Martinsburg, West Virginia. So we're, this is where we're putting our coffee <laughs> shop, right? And so we were talking with uh, Terrence Williams about a Cousin T's diner because he's got Cousin T's pancakes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the local diner is like going out of business and we don't know what's going on. We should we should revive it, Cousin T's diner. We should do a series of businesses all downtown Martinsburg that are parallel economy. We got to put up an Angel Studios movie theater. That'd oh, be really that'd cool. be so in cool. In Martinsburg, West Virginia. That'd be so cool. Yep. And then it's just... That'd be really fun. Yeah. You have the yeah. new movies. You have regular movies in rotation that you guys want to have, ones that mm-hmm. fit, fit your values, but also just like... And ones that ones that you guys get behind, Timcast, the movies you really like, we could go do special screenings there. But documentaries, because we just put yeah. out Infringed. So there's a lot you could do. I don't know. It's up to you guys, but uh, we've... Uh, Terrence Williams definitely interested in 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 something. He he actually gave us the idea by mentioning he wanted to do this diner, and we have the paperwork with Andrew Grohl. We're finalizing, and then we are going to the general idea is we want to create. We've got all these prominent individuals that are fighting the culture war, and I'm like, let's create brick and mortar shops for all these different personalities that fit their brand for what they're interested in and into and promoting, and then set them up all over the country. So with Cast Brew Coffee, I'm like, imagine if we we had a thousand of these through coffee shops yeah coffee shops now imagine this imagine some some guy or woman walks in for their morning coffee and as they're waiting for it there's a tv screen playing crowder tim cast irl or some other show you people you know joe rogan whatever that's going to expose our side of of the culture war and parallel economy to regular people when we put this up next to you know a walmart or something yeah now imagine saturday night at the coffee shop is you know normal hours are till eight but this night we're doing a screening for an angel studios you know movie that came out a little while ago come hang out get together what what we want to do is something called saturday morning cartoons where on saturday mornings families come with their kids the tvs are playing wholesome cartoons we do catering and this creates like a much builds up community between we've families a, we've and we've got cartoons we could help you out with there exactly Tuttle twins yep yep Tuttle twins wing, wing feather, feather saga david young david yeah 
But uh, an Angel Studios movie Some theater movie. in Martinsburg. Mm, That'd yeah. be cool. Send us the we'll info. Figure, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We're so we're, we're we're so far away from it. I mean, I feel like if there was someone who was uh, uh, like a billionaire culture warrior, they could be like, "I'll hire ten guys right now. We'll get the ball rolling." For me, it's like we got eight hundred things, you know, on, on oh, all these yeah, different, yeah. yeah, you know. So the paperwork's moving forward with with Chef Andrew Gruel, but we can only go as fast mm -hmm. as we can. So hopefully, the, fa the, the fastest way to get there, I think, to that is if we can get the Angel Guild big enough to escape velocity. Yeah. Essentially, like, we just need to figure out kind of a deeper partnership to where we're working with everybody who's like-minded and making sure it's a win for everybody. There's a theater across the street from us that hosted an all-ages drag show. Perhaps we can mm. buy it and turn it into a movie theater and stop <laughs> having those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, the people in the community are really pissed off because they had a Pride event where they had children dancing with the with drag queens and stuff like that. And the locals are, are offended. I mean, they, they find this stuff to be in violation of West Virginia state law, which mm -hmm. they, they clearly outline, and they're wondering why nothing's being done about it. Well, it's because wokeness pushes its way into these these areas. And so we're, you know, we're gonna we're gonna push back and say, look, man, if the if the people who live here are saying this this is, goes against their values and they have laws against it, we need something to change. Yeah. So and we'll see where we go with it. We we're, didn't we're talk about after death much, and I do want to keep going with Super Chats, but how's it doing? This is the documentary you guys released oh, a few it, months ago? or Best-selling documentary since COVID, period. And it's the number one faith documentary in history. It's about wow. people experiencing really like mm -hmm. life after death, like um, what do they call it, near-death experiences and things yes. like that? Yeah, yes. and it's in the guild right now. If you if you become a member of the guild, you can actually just watch it right now. Oh, really? Because we just, as, as we're moving Thanksgiving, it's moving out of theaters because the big ah, movies are coming in which means it's going straight into the guild. and Guild gets everything first. Yeah, so if you go to theangel.com slash TimCast, you can just start watching this. But this movie, what they do is they go through and they take the scientific documentation around what people have experienced when they died and then they came back. You know, people have been, were dead completely, like no brain activity type situations for 30 minutes or 90 From minutes. From multiple continents, different yeah. faiths, uh, just all types of people and, looking for patterns and then they look for patterns and they see that like there are people who are in surgeries and have experiences where they see things that are happening and they explain it to the surgeon after the fact and the surgeon's like they can't know that it's impossible for them to know that because they're having an out-of-body experience wow Stuff and like there'd be a coin up on top of something and they'll see the coin. No, they describe like the tools. They, yeah, they describe what the doctor's tools they're, that they're using to operate on on them. And I've yeah. heard that uh, they there was a uh, a cupboard. Where they fall, they're they watching wrote, their own ambulance get to the hospital and they're following it. They wrote, Stuff someone like wrote something on a paper and had it on top of like a, a cupboard. And then someone who was having a near-death near experience said what was on top of it. And they were just like, how could you have possibly known there was no point at which you were consciously walking around the room. You were on your deathbed the whole time. And they were like, I saw it. Here's what it says. Everything's and like, vibrating and yeah. your soul is attuned to that. Well, and they talk about it as more real. This is what's crazy. Almost all of them say, this experience was more real to me than life. I was alive and then I was more alive. <laughs> more alive. Do they ever, you know, oh, that's, that's freaky. The body, <laughs> I think it's purported to lose seven grams when the human body dies. Have you guys ever heard? Yeah, of that? I've heard oh, that on yeah, near death experience. That. Do they lose yeah. the seven and then regain the seven? I don't when know. It, I don't know. Like some research. of these guys are like completely crushed in car accidents and their bodies are completely like destroyed Dead for 90 minutes. Yeah. That's they're, crazy. Clinically. Like yeah. there's stuff that's just bonkers. That's they're, they're, they're drowned for significant periods of time. And, 
And about 23% of after-death experiences reported are a hellish experience, and yeah. then the rest describe it as light and love and uh, so it's, heavenly. So it's after death. It's technically they've died, and then they come back to life. Mm. Yes, yeah. Crazy. And, and even, like, there's... Um, when, when you go and watch it inside the app, when you get in the Angel app and you watch it, there are dozens of videos of people that have watched the movie and then they submitted their own experiences yes so there's a community of people joining and they're saying hey this is what i experienced this, this is what, is what i experienced yeah. i read a book on this 20 years ago 19 years ago and uh it was fascinating because it was like it was a skeptic who wrote a book who was an, an atheist secular guy who said that you know his goal was basically to a analyze this in any as, 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 as through any other academic survey and what he found was Every, uh, nine, like 80 to 90% of the interviews he did, it was almost the same story regardless of external circumstance. Mm -hmm. Like the a lot of people say, oh, they see a bright light because they're on an operating table. And he was like, actually, we found that people who are having near-death experiences outside of hospital settings, car accidents, uh, gunshot wounds, et cetera, experience the same thing either. Yep. And, and they meet we, relatives. They, yeah. have, they have life reviews. Like that's something that's different than like life reviews. Yeah, they have instead of psychedelic experiences, they'll meet their relatives or they meet like uh, they meet God, and then they have a life review where they go through their life. Like with in them. the Scrooge movie, right? Yeah, kind of. It, it's really interesting how some of these movies that do really well. If you look at It's a Wonderful Life, he goes back through his life mm -hmm. and he overcomes his tr trauma, and he's healed. And in Scrooge, he go th these writers tapped into something deeper about how are like more eternal because they're going back through their lives in these stories and then they're completely healed by the end of the movie and these resonate deeply with people. well and it comes at a time when therapy speak is on the rise you have lots of people especially young people and i applaud this who say you know <clears throat> i want to get better i want to understand myself mm -hmm. more whatever else but it's like are you actually fully reflecting on your life and the choices you made? Or are you holding yourself true accountable? True honesty, right? right? True honesty. Let's uh, let's read some more super chats. We got T Rex Pet Shop says Judge in Georgia just ruled the cybersecurity flaws of voting machines unconstitutional. I saw that. Big win for voting security. Mm -hmm. What kind of food will you get for Seamus? The type from T Rex Pet Shop, right? Yes, yes, we will. Uh, so well, that's good news. Um, Seamus is in his cage, and. Uh, where he's, he he's he's very he's very nice and he's been getting along yeah. and he's he's very hungry he will eat anything and just snarl it down but uh we're we like the vet said that he's very loving has had human contact before so all if he uses a litter box then uh, he's good to come inside probably um, not in the castle because this is bocas territory i was thinking the same thing yeah he's bocas little. can't be stressed seamus is little right he's like no he's zero? big no no i he's meant young. like age yeah. yeah he's uh i i i uh uh yeah, he's like eight or nine months. And this is crazy because once we got news that Mr. Bocus was sick, I, I was asking, like, should we get a kitten so that Bocus can teach the kitten? And then when Bocus passes, because he's, he's really sick, then the kitten will have that spark of Mr. Bocus. And the crazy thing is around this time, within a, within a month or two of this, Seamus was born and then lived on our property over the past several months. And was living in our garage, and now we have, uh, he's probably eight to ten months ten months old. Brought him to the vet, got him shots, and got him, he, no fleas, no ticks. He got dewormed, all that good stuff, and he's uh, he's fat and happy. Has the cartoonist publicly commented on uh, being demoted to the second Seamus? Or? Demoted? Or, when was uh, he ever the first Seamus? He was the only Seamus. She's Hannah Claire. I, I assume he was demoted because you didn't, you know, offer him the, the number one slot, even though he, he had been demoted? around for a while. 
No, it's, he was just replaced by a cat. Yeah, he was deranked because he's a thief. So he was <laughs> Just kidding, Seamus. <laughs> it's mostly just a joke. It's mostly. It's mostly. We, we were driving the car. Mostly. We were driving the car, and I was calling the cat Mew Mew, and uh, because I was saying Mew Mew to it. And then we were like, we should come up with a name. And then, you know, as we're driving to go get food with Seamus, I was like, we're going to call him Seamus because Seamus is leaving. And I was like, that way, when Seamus is gone, we can still say something like, oh, oh, no, Seamus pooped on the floor again. Yeah. <laughs> and then, the comedy never ends. Seamus. <laughs> right. It's fun to say no, that. Funny. And then yeah. when I was walking outside talking to Allison, I was like, we got to take Seamus to go get his balls cut off. And then Seamus walks up so and goes, what? To say. And I was like, not you. So talking about Seamus 1, not Seamus 2. <laughs> Yeah, we should never talk about Seamus, too, because he leaves, he's flaky, he's into cartoons, he's a weirdo. Mr. Bocus is actually doing a lot better. I think it's the stem cells. Yeah, and he's eating a lot more. We're His kidney function improved, he gained weight. Gonna let the pharmaceuticals, like, go easy on the pharma, because they will just be like, hey, here's another pill. Oh, it has side effects. Here's another pill to counter the side effects. But before you take that, here's another pill to counter effect yeah. the side. It's like, dude. This happens with dogs? It, this is a cat. Okay. It, yeah. Apparently, yeah. just modern veterinary medicine well, is like look, pill, look. pill, pill, it's pill, pill. It's all pharmaceutical here's a, too. Yeah, man. Here's Stem happens. cells are magic. It's like a here, new here, technology. Here's, here's what happens with a lot of people, just medicine in general. Someone uh, gets a cough. So they say, take this pill for your cough. The cough causes dehydration. They say, okay, now take this liquid solution for your the dehydration. Pill, the pill causes dehydration. Or, and Right, right, right. And then, right, yeah, the pill causes dehydration. And then they're saying, okay, well, now you got to take this pill to counteract that side effect. And then eventually you're on seven pills. And you're like, I'm taking all these pills to counteract all the problems from the other pills. Meanwhile, they're all slowly hurting you in some way. It's just, I, in my opinion, I don't know enough. I'm not a doctor, but I see, I watch with my own eyes the guy struggling to move around after the seventh pill. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Let the body heal. All right. Scheider Alpha says, my favorite Mr. Beast video is... After recent backlash, I will be re-blinding 1,000 people. <laughs> like, what do people expect from this dude? I, know. I, I think it's great that Mr. Beast's whole brand is like, I'm going to do a really good thing for people to get famous and make money. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, that's, like, like, that's amazing. Yeah, like, what else should we be doing? Like, I don't know, selling cheeseburgers? It's fine, too, I guess. <laughs> and he I got started like, If somebody's going to get famous, that's a really good reason to be famous. Well, and are. there are, like, YouTubers who've gotten in trouble for, like, being like, oh, we're going to host this competition and it's going to raise money and we'll donate it to charity and then they don't they're right? gonna go like, back in time and be like we, we can't, ways, we can't celebrate right. mother well, Teresa because she helped so many in some ways became famous. because Mr. Beast films the stuff like at least there is evidence that yeah. he's doing the stuff he says he's gonna do he's not like telling you a story and there's a lie behind it I, yeah I he doesn't yeah. he's not like next week we're gonna I mean he just puts out the video and he also didn't get famous doing this stuff he got famous grinding 10 12 hours a day right. making Minecraft yeah, content that's right. yep. and then he put that money into <clears throat> doing this great stuff like paying off his mom's house and, and all right like, yeah it's pretty amazing beans says ian the moment when you asked ron paul if he plays dungeons and dragons that was the pinnacle moment of podcasting my sides have not yet returned from orbit oh good yeah <laughs> i needed to know in order to have the conversation properly <laughs> yes yes i wonder if he's checked it out since operation outstanding <laughs> awesome. in field says i'm joining the cavalry i've upgraded to premium plus i'm buying ads 10k now uh till end of 2024 promoting my gbs and mandated uh, jab videos. Hold the line. X Elon Musk lawsuit on MM. Chris Bavlovsky, Seth Dillon, Tim Cast the quartering. Cobra Tate advice. Here, here. Thanks oh, for yeah, the Drew. super chat. Nice dude. Lethal strains as Matt Rife is attacked the same time Ibram X Kendi's movie comes out on Netflix. Oh, did it? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. That guy's that guy's <laughs> fizzling out. Good. It's a good time. It's a good time. Squidbugs Anonymous says, Millet vowing to dismantle regulation on an already crumbling society seems like a great way to see more corruption, exploitation, economic inequality, and environmental destruction. Nice try. Absolutely not. 
cutting all of those costs are going to be great for decentralization to start solving its, solving its own problems, which I look forward to. What have we here? Poison Fist says New York appellate court tossed quarantine camp lawsuit paving the way for government kidnapping, hospitalization, detainment without evidence and diagnosis. Yikes. We saw that bill during COVID where New York said that if they think you're sick, they can just take you and lock you up. Welcome to your brave new world. Did you see Kathy Hochul's press conference today where she was like, we're going to expand the division of Homeland Security's uh, like basically she's saying like on college campuses, we're going to have additional training so that we can train students to spot. Um online fiction from online fact and can get better at recognizing conspiracy theories and it's it's like even listening to it, i'm like this is so dystopian where yeah. is your who is your speech writer this They're is taking crazy. their mask off you right? guys might have a new uh, movie in the works here just <laughs> kathy hogel's life all right katoth swiss says you sir went to the wrong cheese store don't be besmirching wisconsin's good name here here <laughs> yeah wisconsin is the land of cheese man like they they they, they have the the cheese hats yeah. You got good stuff going on. We up were driving Wisconsin. through and there was a sign that's like, you can buy cheese here. And we just pulled off in this farm and they just had tons of like, it was amazing. Amazing. Uh-huh. I stopped at a maple farm a couple weeks ago. It was awesome. We got maple everything. Hmm. It's like an eighth generation maple farm. Oh, it's crazy. Amazing. Like going back to the late 1600s or something. Because they were saying that back in the day, maple was how you got sugar. Yeah. It, it, uh-huh. was, it, it was. That was what you used. Yeah. So they would make maple sugar by drying it out and, and then pulverizing it and then. Brown sugar. And, uh, yeah, maple and sugar. processed white sugar was very expensive back then. Comes from beets. Right. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. We got a very, very special Thanksgiving members-only show coming up for you in just a few minutes. So you don't want to miss it. You got to go to TimCast.com and click join us. We're going to have a, 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 a good conversation. We'll disappoint some of you, but uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Uh, do you guys want to chat anything out? Um, I think just, you did several times yeah, the guild you know yeah angel.com slash timcast join the guild also um, angel.com slash the shift yep pick yep. up tickets for yep. the movie tickets, on December it's already I bought tickets out. it's already selling out yeah. all over I saw you buy them right in yeah, the middle of the show yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch we got some for the crew so it's thank perfect you. it's Friday so we're gonna go we're gonna go watch for sure thank you it's it like it's not gonna disappoint but this is a very different movie meaning you've never seen anything like it right on very cool Hi, I'm Hancliffe Brimlow. I'm a writer for Scanner or SCNR dot com. I'm really excited to be there, and I'm really uh, proud of the TimCast news crew for converting over. Uh, it's been it's been a, a trial, but very fun. So uh, you can see all the work from me, from Chris Bertman, from the rest of our journal journalists over there. Um, yeah, same great stuff. Probably even more coming. You should follow at TimCast News on the social medias. Those those handles are remaining the same. And yeah, I'm sure there'll be more updates along the way. But I'm really grateful for you guys for checking it out. Uh, if you want to follow me personally. Personally, I'm on Instagram at hannahclair.b. I'm on X at uh, HCBremo. I can never remember what my handles are. And okay, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. It's like you're playing with blocks and looking for the right shape piece every time. I, Not every and time. And my name but. is so long. To have a double first name, I always forget what it is anyways. I'm, I'm lucky that I branded at Ian Crossland all across the internet. So search, find me and follow me there. Uh, I put out some badass interviews. I interviewed Josie the Redheaded Libertarian today at one o'clock in the afternoon on YouTube, X, Rumble, Minds, and Facebook. It was multi-stream, but follow me, subscribe and check it out, man. And I'll, I'll see you guys soon. Awesome to see you guys. 
Oh, I want to tell you that on camera. You guys, really and, good. And much gratitude to you guys for helping us get Sound of Freedom out there. Oh, yes. hey, man. Well, yeah. It is what it is. You it's a good movie. Of, you were a part we wanna, of that. We want to win a culture war, so that means we have to maximize anybody who's who's winning. I mean, what you guys are doing, we're huge fans of uh, Angel Studios, Public Square, all that stuff. It has to happen. Yes, this you. is the resonation and amplification chamber. Welcome aboard. One piece of it. Welcome into it. Yes. <laughs> all right. A surge. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm surge.com. Uh, I don't have much to say other than if you want to argue with me, please find me on Twix at surge.com. Um, I will not be on Discord for the near future, I suppose. Uh, that said, let's go to the after show, Tim. We'll see you all over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.